0: Welcome to Build a Drone Reviewer podcast, episodes 64 and 65, Rotor Talk Live, very special guest David from Kluge and Mavic Air 2, Femi X8 SE 2020 updates. Got all that coming up next. <laughs> In episode 64, I was joined by David from G Tech, and we had a great evening. We spent a mo- majority of the evening discussing the DJI Mavic Air 2. We also spent some time talking about David recently got the Autel Evo 2 and shared his thoughts and opinions on that. So without any further ado, we're going to roll that broadcast in its entirety, and then between the two, I'll tell you about episode 65. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live, Season 3, Season 3. Episode twenty one, very special guest David from Kluge. David, how are you this evening?
1: I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Oh, it's
0: it's uh, it's been it's been way too long to, to have you on. Uh, we, we should should have had had you on a whole lot sooner. Um, just as a couple of programming notes, just to let make sure everybody know, Ron and Marcus they're going to be on probably about once a month or so. Um, you know, they have their own channels, and the weather's getting nice. And they want to get out and do the thing that we're supposed to be doing now, flying. So, um, plus, you know, plus they have Xeno Nation to devote to, but uh, they're still very much connected, still very much a part of the channel. And we say greetings to them and hope they're enjoying watching the broadcast tonight. Uh, the other thing that I want to say is I want to thank everybody who watched my special two live streams yesterday. Um, normally, I do Memorial Day live stream from my Phantom 4 Pro V2.0, but it was way too windy down here. We had. 25, 30 mile an hour gusts. So didn't do that yesterday. So I did it from from inside here. And I shared a little bit about my dad and his service in World War II. And I wanna thank everybody for your very kind remarks on that. Also, I did one, uh, an update on the FEMI X8 SE 2020. And we're gonna talk a little bit about this with David coming up here. Um, A couple housekeeping items before we get into things. Um, One of the things I wanna share with everybody. Now, I found this out from From our good friend, uh, Lauren, over, um, uh, who's, who's been on the show before. And let me go ahead and share this screen here. Now, um, he said, very important, if you do an upgrade, and this is regarding the Mavic Air 2, and the drone will not connect, you must upgrade the drone with DJI Assistant. This is a bug that needs to be fixed. So I wanted to make people aware of that just, just to get that out there so you know that. And, and um, right now I've been a force of habit um of just because i'm flying from home most of the time i just do it do it from dji assistant anyway um the other thing that i wanted to share with you is i was on a podcast the other, the other night it, it hasn't been published yet but it's from a gentleman named preston jensen and he's out in i believe fargo north dakota and i'm very much looking forward to that had a great evening with him um hopefully going to have him on in the up not too distant future Um, and he actually, he, he and Russ are probably going to get together because apparently they don't live too far apart. As you know, Russ from 51 drones, uh, lives in North Dakota as well. So I had a great talk with Preston. Um, I'll definitely drop a link to his channel. You want to check him out. Um, he actually owns a drone company. He does fly commercially up there in North Dakota and he's doing, doing quite well. So, uh, just wanted to pass these couple of things on here and we're going to get into it um so david you've i know you work from home so i, I assume oh. have you and i have to ask you, this you oh i have to ask you this because i know you have have two boys how did how how is it with them being <laughs> at home
1: and you're working from home how's that worked uh it's been a bit of a challenge although now they're they're done with school so now the biggest challenge is getting them alive so when they were still doing school uh, we were making them get up at a reasonable time and do their homework and that kind of stuff and get them going for the day. But now that they don't have school, they think that they can just sleep all day. And uh, one day, one day I I w- uh, I'd would left I, I, most of the time I work from home. But one day I, I had to leave and I, uh, I and I left the house at like 6 a.m. and I got back at like 1 p.m. Well, one son was like just barely had been uh, been awake for just a little bit and was on the couch watching YouTube on the TV. My other son was upstairs in his bed and still at one, 1 PM. So I grabbed a, a cup, filled it up with a little bit of cold water. <laughs> oh. Oh. Said, said, uh, it's time to start your day, buddy. <laughs>
0: well, it's funny. You he he was
1: not very happy with
0: me that day. I could, I could, uh, yeah, I, I, I completely understand. Well, our dog in the backyard, she'll all of a sudden, she'll just want to go and plop and lay down and not move for anybody. So I learned a trick. I did this like two years ago, and she still remembers. I got a cup of cold water, and I got some on her tail. Just, you know, let's get up and, and get going. And she comes in. All I have to do is stand outside and hold a cup, okay? Yeah. And she comes running inside right now, so we don't have a problem with all of that. So, all yeah, right. I think, well, I think so our
1: dog is, is the one that, that's enjoying all this quarantine stuff the most. He's got so much attention. Oh, same so here. Ours, yeah. It's yeah like, he's loving it.
0: Yeah, my wife. My wife's in, out in the den. She's when she's working from home, and she has a dog pillow out there. There's a dog pillow in the family room, and then there's a dog pillow in our room. And it's like, who gets spoiled most in this house? <laughs> Certainly not me. Okay, you know, we know who's yeah,
1: in the house. I mean, that's. I don't know how how big your dog is, but I got a seventy pound dog that's decided he's a lap dog.
0: Yeah, ours is about sixty five <laughs> pounds. So yeah, she's she's the same. She's the same kind of. Uh, she's just a. a a big old baby uh yeah. concern. Yeah. So um Mavic Air 2. Um I know you had a great show about it. Um what are your thoughts and impressions of it so far?
1: You know what my my initial thought my initial thought is that it's honestly the drone that I would recommend for 99 percent of people. Um, if somebody asked me uh you know what drone to get if they have something more than four hundred dollars to spend, I would say the Mavic Air two is is the drone that they should select. It's not you know it doesn't have every feature that say the the Mavic Two has. Uh, it doesn't you know, it doesn't have every single bell and whistle, but I think the majority of people don't need every single bell and whistle. and if they're just gonna be going out and flying and having fun and trying to get you know a few pick few nice looking pictures and some or some nice video. It's a fantastic drone. I think I said when the, when the original Mavic Air came out that, uh, you know, if you just give it a little bit more battery life and you give it OcuSync, you'd have a home run. And we pretty, that's pretty much what we get with the Mavic Air 2 is we get exactly that. It's a little bit bigger. I wish it still was the form, form factor, the size of the original Mavic Air. But you know what? I'll take the OcuSync 2 and the extra battery life over the, over the little bit smaller. With my you original here, it seemed like I was always just like uh, just getting in the groove of of what I was wanting to do and then you get that low battery <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> well, you know I,
0: I first encountered that when I had the spark, okay It's like it's like, man, I'm getting some good shots and then next thing you know I'm hearing the beep and I'm looking on the screen. And it's like low battery and I'm like, yep, man, yeah you know, it's like it never fails and it's and I agree with you as far you know what one of the things with, with that I've loved about this, is the battery life on it? I mean, it's been absolutely absolutely stellar. Well, you know, I've done I've done I've done several hyperlapses, and you know, hyperlapses eat battery really fast. Okay. And I was pretty doggone impressed because I did a hyperlapse to the far end of my lake, which is a, almost 2000 feet away. And yeah. you know, and, and I did it coming back, and you know, and it was still I had like 35% battery left. I mean, I was pretty impressed. I mean, of course I started out with a full battery, but, um, you know, I had 35% left when I got back, which I thought was pretty great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's a great little drone. I mean, it could take some great images. I, I put like a little teaser of a, of a low light out, um, on, I put it on my community page or something on, on YouTube and, uh, posted it to some of my socials. And, uh, you know, it, it's got some. It's got a little bit of uh, noise in it, but I mean, for for the size of sensor it has, it does a fantastic job, and uh, I, I, I've been really impressed with it.
0: Yeah, I, I did see that on your on your um, you posted on the community page, and I did see that, and I really that was that was very impressive. I mean, you know, and, and I think you, you're you make you made a real good point when we first started talking about it. Is you know that this drone is right for about ninety nine percent of the people out there, and I agree. Um, you know, and, and it's, and, and it is, as, as I stated before it came out, you know, it is really a natural progression from, from the mini to, to the Mavic Air yep. 2. I mean, it really, it, it fits that, it fits that in between that just, that it, it's just right. Okay. It's not as robust as the Mavic 2 series, and it's not as, you know, light as, a, and I'll use the word light uh, as, as the Mavic Mini. Okay. Because, you know, to me, I love the Mavic Mini, but its Achilles' heel is, is how light it is. And you know, okay, the wind, <laughs> the wind. Yeah, I mean, you know, Don, I thought it was windy in Ohio. Okay, it's like down here. Nine times out of ten, when I can't fly, it's not because it's not because it's raining. It's because it's yeah. too windy. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, that's
1: the biggest limiting factor for for the Mini. It's a great little drone. It do, it doesn't do everything, of course, but its biggest Achilles' heel is you just can't fly it in in wind that that with other drones you just don't even think about, like with my Mavic Air oh, yeah. or Mavic Air 2 now or the Mavic 2 Pro or the Autel Evo 2 or any of those, I just send it. I don't even really think about it. And yeah. uh, with the Mini, I'm always like, Okay, well, how, how how fast is the wind blowing? What's the gusts? I'm really like soup because I've had a couple of uh fairly scary situations with the Mavic Mini where I wasn't completely sure I wasn't gonna be going for for a long walk to try and go get it. Uh, because uh, it, even in sport mode, it was it was not one to come back. So um, I was pretty lucky to to get it back to me, and not have to go for for a long walk to chase it downwind. So
0: well, yeah, that's always the, that's always a good thing. And you know, um, I had some. It was real interesting when I I had the you know I was filming a test, and I, it was my AK hyperlapse. And I'm like, okay. I'm, I, I get the notice from ADSB that there's a plane. All right. I click on the, on the button to open up the map and, you know, and I had the default option checked and yeah. I didn't see anything on the map. So I hit the other one. Didn't see anything on the map. Hit the other one. Didn't see anything on the map. Okay. And then about 25 minutes later. Okay. I'm filming another segment and you can audibly hear in that segment, there's a plane overhead, and I'm like, okay, all right. I'm out here. Because I know, and I did some did some research, that there are a very few exceptions to the rule. One of them is if an aircraft was built without an, electric, an electrical system, a lot of pre-World War II, Piper Cubs were built around World War II, and a lot right. of them were built without electrical systems, okay? Those are exempt from it. But most aircraft, I mean, as of January 1st, 2020, have to have it. But there's certain classes of airspace they can get away with not having it. In that's right, they can
1: they can fly in class G airspace as long as they never go into any of the controlled airspace. If they stay in class G, that's one of the things I was going to say about ADSB. In terms of where I live, uh, geographically, I live uh, uh, kind of halfway between. Like the Cincinnati airports and the Dayton airports, um, and so I'm pretty I'm pretty far away for most of the stuff that I do from controlled airspace, and so the little airports around here, a lot of the the little uh, private airplanes and stuff, they don't they don't have ADSB. So for me, where I live and where I fly most of the time, ADSB isn't isn't terribly useful for me. I don't think. Now I know a lot of people fly in different places. than than what I fly in and it it could be more useful but for where I fly uh, and I've had situations exactly the same as uh, what you're saying where you know I get a little pop-up saying hey there's an airplane and I have to like zoom out zoom out zoom out on the map to try and find where it is so it doesn't that's one of my complaints I guess about it is it doesn't give me as much information as I was hoping it would give Right. I was hoping it would tell me, hey, there's this plane that's, you know, flying at uh, uh, 900 feet or, you know, that it would give some altitude and some distance, uh, you know, to give me some sort of context. I mean, it's good to know, hey, there's an airplane in the area, but it would be even better if it gave me some sort of context of where that is in relation to me um, and and whether it really is a problem. Because, I mean, I I know you are you're a 107 pilot and you follow the rules uh, uh, pretty closely. I'm 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 pretty closely to that as well myself and uh, especially the altitude Uh, I I never go above the altitude uh, uh, issue and so you know generally speaking planes aren't gonna be an issue for me especially the ones that are definitely going to have ADSB commercial airlines and that kind of stuff that have to have it those are never gonna be a problem for where I'm flying it's really the small commuter uh, or the small you know personal aircraft or uh, helicopter and, uh, you know, I've been watching Flight Radar 24 for, for a couple of years now, um, you know, keeping an eye on, you know, when I'm outside at, at, at one of my son's uh, ball games or something like that, you know, and there'll be kind of a low flying uh, airplane. And, uh, you know, I'll pop open my, my phone and check out Flight Radar 24 and uh, uh, we'll um, not necessarily see most of the planes on there. I don't know how it is in your area though.
0: Well, you know, one of the things I was going to tell you is um, where 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 I live in Tampa, it's it's really kind of it's really kind of funny because we're almost I'm almost right on the Gulf Coast here, and about five miles is McDill Air Force Base, and then McDill Air Force Base is about two miles from Tampa International Airport. So, and, and what's real interesting is. There are sometimes, and this has happened before. There was one night. I'm just, I, I'm taking the dog outside, and next thing I know, I told my wife, "I said, you need to come here." There were, th- it, 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 I counted three. I think there was probably a total of four A-10 warthogs. I don't know if you know what that plane looks like. Um, you're, I'm not here. I'm not hearing you, David.
1: There can you you hear go me now? Yeah, I can. I accidentally go. hit my mute button on the Yeti here. Like, Sorry about that.
0: Um, no, I don't know if you know what the A10 Warthog looks yeah, like. Yeah, I,
1: lo- I love the the A10. It's one of yeah. my favorite. ones. Well,
0: four of them go flying overhead. Well, I saw three of them, and I I didn't have my phone. It was it was sitting on, on my on my table. I didn't do that, but it, they were so, and they were like you could you could see the USAF on it. I mean, it was that they were that. <laughs> they probably weren't more than 200 feet up in the air kind of a thing. So yeah. it does, we do get occasionally get air, get military aircraft, but they're not going to show up on, on ADSB anyway. But I do get a lot of, there are a lot of private aircraft in the vicinity yeah. and right around here. And then, well, we, I have a I have a hospital by me that has a heliport and that comes up every time that I go to fly, but I'm, I'm more than, I'm about six miles away from it. So that's not, it's not really yeah. an issue. But, you know, with all the private aircraft, for me, it's kind of invaluable because, you know, there are times I'm up there flying and then all of a sudden I'm hearing that little drone uh, buzz, not drone per se, but but drone buzz of a plane, okay? You know, first I'm thinking, oh, my neighbor's out mowing the grass. No, it's not my neighbor. There's a plane up there, okay? So it's, you know, it's still, and as somebody pointed out on my video, it's a good thing. It's like, you know, and I use this analogy. I have a blind spot monitor on my truck, okay? And it's like right now I don't know what I would do without a blind spot monitor. Well, it's like if I go to drive my wife's SUV, she doesn't have a blind spot monitor. Yeah. It reminds me all the time, you know, make sure you look when you're passing, you know, don't I don't have that blind spot monitor that you have yeah. in your truck. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like be aware of the situation that you're in. I think that that really kind of sums that up. Um, one of the other yeah, things That's real exciting about the Mavic Air 2, and and I know Lauren has mentioned this um, frequently, was that there's going to be an update, it's no secret, there's going to be an update that the Mavic Air 2 is going to work with a smart controller. David, I don't know about you, but that's like, I mean, that's almost like another Christmas present
1: that was one of the first things I went and looked on their website after they uh, released it. And uh, it was, it was right away in the FAQ. It said that they, a future firmware would, would update uh, to, to make it compatible. And yeah, absolutely. I, I, I hate flying with my phone, to be honest with you. I hate having to always find a cable uh, because um, it's not as bad with the DJI products or, but some of the products like Autel, there's no way to actually like store a cable on the controller itself yeah. or uh, the Hubson actually has has this uh, connected as well. So this isn't as bad, but the the Skydio is the same way as the, the Autel. You're, so I'm always like trying to make sure that I actually have my cable and then I got to put my phone in there and then I'm always getting alerts popping up for various different. I just use my phone for so many different things. I don't like using it to fly with. And the smart controller, I absolutely love it. You just turn it on and it's connected. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to connect any cables. You don't need to, you know, if, if you're using an iPad, uh, you don't have to, you know, have your bracket to be able to, to fit it in there. You just turn it on and you fly. I would love it if the, the screen was a little bit bigger on the smart controller, but I love that it's a thousand nits. You can see it out in the bright sunshine. I also have, um, When I'm just kind of flying for myself or just for doing some testing and stuff like that, I don't always use this, but um, when I'm doing some of my professional work, I've got an HDMI, a 4K HDMI panel that's 2200 nits that I uh, have the the lift door bracket. So I connect that uh, to the smart controller and I love having that extra seven inch screen. Uh, I make it so that none of the telemetry or any of those details is just purely the camera view is is showing in that hdmi monitor uh and i can look down at the the actual screen of the the smart controller so i can't wait for for that to be uh to be added to the mavic air 2 because i like i said i i hate flying with with these things oh i i I, I, I agree they work but it's yeah they they work is just so awesome
0: you know it's like the first thing i do is i i have to take i mean I have a thin case. I have a, I have a Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus, and I got to take it out of the case before I can put it in there. I mean, it'll fit, but but the, but the trying to get the um, cable in there, it's problematic because it needs to be flush up against the bottom of the phone. And, you know, with the case, a lot of times that doesn't happen, okay? And the other thing is, you know, those cables are just big enough, okay? It, they're, they're not, you know, it's not like it's, it's it's you know you have any there's no extra wiggle room so what i did was i did some research and pgy tech makes a cable i actually you know i actually did some research the one that was on their website was a little too expensive so i got one off of amazon it says it's for the osmo action but it's the same type of right angle it's usb c yep. to usb c which is going to be perfect and that's what i'm going to start using using with that but the, but it's it's like okay when, when that smart controller a- update comes it's going to be great. Now, you know, I, I think you probably know what, and, and I put a video out. It's probably maybe a couple of weeks ago that you know they finally got the update for the Phantom Four
1: Pro V two point oh. Smart it Tour. took them so long after that beta. The beta worked great, but that was such a terrible experience with that beta because they yeah. just no feedback at all. It was it was just terrible. I, I can't I, believe it took them so long. I I was I was a hundred percent expecting that when they relaunch the Phantom 4 Pro V2 that they they would like do a coordinated like, here's your firmware update for the smart controller and here we can do this too. I mean, wouldn't that have been fantastic for them to do that? Oh, it would have been marketing wise. It would have been, it would have been a home
0: run and they could have done a bundle. They could have bundled the smart controller with the, uh, yep. with the Phantom four pro, maybe save 150 bucks or something like that. I mean, you know, it would have, it would have flown through the roof literally. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, I
1: agree. You know, yeah, I was, I saw you out, out, that it took so long.
0: out on that forum for, for the, for the beta testing. Cause I was, a, you know, I was a beta tester too. And I was like, you know, I, I'm like, I'm like you, I'm just like, you know, give me, give me a brick wall. Let me start hitting my head against it because none of this makes yeah. any sense. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, it was... you know, why don't you have this ready and available? And, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's a no brainer guys. And it's like, yeah. and then, you know, they finally, they responded to me after a while. And they said, at this point, you know, we have no further plans for doing anything with it. And I'm like, okay, so why did you have us beta it? And then, and then
1: it comes <laughs> Yeah, their, their communication is just awful when it comes to, to that stuff. They they never communicate. It, it's, it's always frustrating. Yeah. Speaking about the smart controller, though, the most recent firmware update, I get occasional times where the camera view just, like, dies in DJI GO 4, and I have to, like, force quit DJI GO 4 and then relaunch it, and then it's just fine. Have you had seen any of that at all? No, I haven't had that. And, and I, I did do the... And I've seen a few people mention it. I don't remember if it was on the DJI forum or in Facebook groups or somewhere. But I've seen a couple of people, at least a few people, mention that as well. Um, it hasn't happened too often, but it has happened at least twice to me in all the flights I've done since they've since I've done the most recent firmware update on the smart controller.
0: Yeah, I hadn't I haven't had that happen to me and I think that's 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 going to you know that, that's something that needs to be addressed. And one of the things I know I had talked about this with Marcus and I don't know about you but on the DJ, on, on the fly app, okay? What what really anno- it's my pet peeve about it, okay? is the colors of the le- the the symbols and the lettering on there they're white,
1: okay? Yeah. So, trying that's- to find That's That's honestly the best thing about using an iPad with the DJI fly app is because at least with this, this is the iPad pro 11 inch because it's, it's more square. It's not the 16 by nine it's, it's uh, taller. So there's actually black bars at the top. So the telemetry actually ends up in the black bars. Whereas on my iPhone, all the telemetry and the battery percentage and whatever is right at the top, uh, over the top of your camera view. And it's really hard to, to see it. And I know, I know a million, you know, everybody complains about it. Oh, it's just, you know, in that, and
0: and, and being in IT, okay, I used to be a developer, but I mean, you know, that's not a hard fix. That's not going to, you know, that's not going to break the bank to fix something like that. And and I think all all they
1: need is just a slight gradient, like a gray, like, 20%, 30% 20%, 30% gray gradient that doesn't like, you know, it's transparent. It just gives a little bit of contrast between the, bl- between the white. And cause most of the time it's the sky that's up there. Yeah. And so you got either clouds or you got the blue sky and the white over that light, light blue of the sky or whatever. is just, it's hard to see.
0: Now, what do you think of, of, of the DJI fly app? Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are a big fan of it and I think DJI probably has, has listened. What do you think?
1: I'm conflicted with it, right? So I mean part of part of the problem with it was they launched it with just the Mavic Mini and it was meant for to be super simple and uh, not to have every feature. So there wasn't every feature in there. They've added a few few more features in for the Mavic Air 2. I think it's pretty good. I think that where they kind of have hidden a few things is is a little awkward in terms of like if you're going to to If you want to do the white balance, it's not just under the, the, the normal like camera menu where you change like shutter speed and all that other stuff. You have to go dig into the, the other menus and then you just have a slider for the degrees Kelvin. You don't have like a sunny, cloudy, uh, you know, daylight, whatever. You don't have different options to choose from, you know, um, you have to know that uh, a cloudy day is a certain Kelvin and a sunny day is, you know, 5,500 Kelvin and whatever, if you want to change that. And uh, I, I, I easily remember the, the daylight numbers around 5,500, but for some reason I can never remember what uh, the, you know, cloudy day Kelvin number is. So I have to like think about it for a second before, you know, and, and most, most of the, you know, in DJI fly, you just go select sunny or cloudy or, whatever. And it's super, super simple. And I know it's, I know it's better, you know, to have that, but, but to actually have the Kelvin so that you can actually dial it in perfectly for what you want. But that seems to me like it's more a pro feature than it is for an easy feature. Like it seems like they're trying to make DJI fly, right. It's for, for more beginners, you know, beginner doesn't really want to have to know that 5,500 Kelvin is daylight and you know, what, whatever. That yeah. Sense.
0: Yeah. You know, I, am kind of little kinda, things like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like you as far as, you know, I appreciate, you know, after, after having flown drones for about four years now, three, four years, you know, I really appreciate the, the go for app and all the options that you have available for it. But, uh, but, you know, it's like the old thing that keeps cropping up all the time that people say is you know, the, a lot of things are buried in menus and you have to memorize where things are via the menus. OK. And after a while, you get used to it. OK. And I think both yep. you and I, you know, uh, I know Marcus, Ron, you know, everybody I know are, are used to the menus. OK. And then then comes the fly app. Now, the fly app in and of itself, I think it's its big plus is its menu structure is more geared toward, I would say, a beginner or a second yep. drone type of flyer.
1: Yep, yep, yeah, and that's I mean that's how they introduced it, right? Is they they started off with their two smallest and lowest end drones being the Mavic Mini and the Mavic Air two. I guess it'll be interesting to see how it expands to encompass, uh, you know, future drones that are probably at the higher uh, end of their spectrum. Uh, you know, will they continue to go with the the Fly app for? all their future consumer slash prosumer drones, like the, you know, will, if there's a Mavic 3, will they continue to expand uh, DJI Fly? Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I think you, you've got a point. I think, you know, you kind of, after you fly enough time or you do any any activity for a certain amount of time, you kind of get muscle memory in terms of, here, I just do this. I just click, 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 and I can get to what I want. And I think uh, DJI Fly is still... Uh, for me, I, I use the Mavic 2 Pro as my most used drone, and that's what I use when I do my my paying jobs and that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, going back to Mavic Air, Mavic Air 2, you know, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm not there with the muscle memory on finding everything in in the fly app, but I think it's, I think it's good enough. I do think there's, you know, a few things like you're saying in terms of making it more readable for the telemetry and some of those things would, would really help. Well,
0: you know, um, one of the other things here um, is the Mavic three, you know, and, and that that's going to be, you know, from, from what, what I've, I've heard from Lauren, um and from all indications are it's going to be before the end uh, probably in july which is a real quick turnaround from just getting the mavic air 2 you know
1: yeah that would really surprise me
0: yeah it would kind of surprise me too but I mean, he's and i i gotta say this lauren's track record is is pretty good and that's why that's one of the reasons i mean he's in the chat right now yeah but i see him in there he's he's one you know he, he said you know until the end of july he really can't be on so that was one of those things. It, he's, he was kind of like Rick Smith. OK, because Rick Smith says, you know, when I can't talk to you, Bill, that means I'm under an NDA kind of a thing. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's like, OK, yeah. so I've been trying. I've been taught. I've been trying to, you know, I've sent Rick several emails and stuff and he hasn't replied back. But I'm assuming he's probably under an NDA right now because that's when he usually he won't reply back because of something like that. So anyway,
1: Lauren says don't bet on July now don't bet on john
0: well you know it's like yeah and and i would say probably with you know with everything that's gone on because i did read today on on drone dj that you know drone the mavic air 2 shipments are being delayed from from china right now um really yeah because i guess because of production shipping that kind of thing so you know it's it's and there's a lot of shipping that's going on right now too, because of the pandemic. Yeah. They're
1: you know, carrying yeah, everybody's trying to catch up with with the backlog and and everything yeah. and and still trying to figure out all their personnel and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. So it's gonna be you know, it's it's probably gonna be wild. And that's and
0: my guess it's probably playing into that. And also, you know, you realize, you know, that a company such as DJI has suppliers that supply them with a lot of the raw materials. And you know there they, there could be issues there as well too. so yeah. but um, but it's probably gonna come out sometime this year. and it's just like you know it, it's it, it's it's like, okay, you know, you get your head wrapped around around this and then and then and then the Mavic 3 comes. but you know that's 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 to be decided. We'll We'll leave that. We'll leave that at, a, at another go. No yeah, I, mean, I can't
1: I can't wait to see what what they eventually bring out for the Mavic 3.
0: Uh, the me other. too. I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be interesting with what were the capabilities of that and, and you know and my guess and this is just this is just my guesstimation, it, it's gonna have all the capabilities of the Phantom Four Pro V two but in a compact package. I mean it's gonna have probably that mechanical shutter that people have been talking for, the one inch sensor, you know. I, I think I it's gonna be pretty robust in its feature set. Um yeah. You know I know you've had you've you you've had an experience with a non DJI product the Hubson Zeno 2 well,
1: you I've, I've got all kinds of other drones I got white drones I got orange drones I got blue drones I got <laughs> gray drones so <laughs> I, I got them all but uh, yeah so you're specifically asking about this one right here so yeah. um, this is the Hubson Zeno Two, and um, it's been a bit of a challenge so um, one of the it had a firmware update not too long ago I don't remember exactly when it came out but uh, I was uh, probably a couple of weeks behind actually trying to, to get it installed and it just would not install for some reason and um, so actually just finally today after I think a little over a week of trying to be in contact with Hubson and support they finally got back to me uh, overnight with uh, with an email with a, a file that uh, they had me put on a on a uh, 30, a uh, fat 32 formatted SD card. It had to be that it couldn't be some other, uh, format. And, uh, finally, finally got the firmware update to, to install, but it was a little over a week where I could, even if I wanted to fly it, I couldn't fly it. Cause it's stuck in this loop of, Hey, you tried to update, but it failed. So you got to try and update it. Um, so I, I couldn't even do anything with it. And then I, um, uh, just a couple hours ago, quite honestly, I uh, put it up for its first flight, and um, it's—I mean, it's not a—it's um, <laughs> not a precision instrument. I'll just say that, right? So it—it it loves to move around. You know, I put you—you you put the uh, the the odd, one of the odd tails up. You put a DJI up. If there's you know negligible wind, it just is rock steady and will just stay in one spot. That Hubson, I'm afraid to take my eyes off of it if it's anywhere near anything. For you know that because it wanders around quite a bit, and of course it doesn't have any sort of an obstacle avoidance system in it, and uh, you know it's not just moving around this way. It's you know it's it's moving all directions around. So um, it's it's a bit of a challenge. And you know when it's it's not precise on the stick movements right so it's sitting here and you just want to move it forward just a little bit well it'll go forward a little bit but then it like seems like it like comes back at you a little bit and so trying to get it in a, in a precise location you know landing on my deck is uh is a bit of a challenge with it um and uh it it probably has a little bit of a scuff uh it had a little bit of a fight with one of the chairs on my deck as i was landing it one at one of the time so um it was uh yeah, so I, I don't think the, the the Zeno two is going to be staying with me for very much longer. Uh, I know that you you put yours up for sale or you sold yours. Yeah,
0: I did sell mine. I uh, sold without without even taking it up in the air. And you know, and, and it's you know, hearing your experience, and, and I know like Ron and Marcus have had different experiences. Ron has had a pretty good experience. Marcus has said you know has had the same kind of experience as you. And you know, and the other thing is, and this is. This is a known issue that lens flare issue. Um, yeah. You know, it's something that's physical. It's part of the hardware, whether it's the actual yeah. lens itself or
1: inside the system. It's hardware yeah. that needs to be replaced. Yeah, and the other problem that I have an issue with is the connection. You, it, it'll keep a, a, a connection for a pretty pretty fair distance. But it seems like it's like 480p or something. Like the connection, like the screen you get, just is not really clear. Like I'm used to, you know, with the Autel and the Skydio and the the DJI, uh, it's it's a crystal clear, you know, on your phone when you're sitting there watching through the camera. Um, you know, most of those are 720 or 1080p uh, for for the feed that's coming back at you. The Xeno 2, it is. Uh, I don't I don't know what the I mean, it kind of looks like you're looking through a potato while you're uh, looking, you know, on on your phone. It's uh, it's 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 not been a good experience. I'll just say that. So I'll um, I don't know if I'll end up doing a final review before I sell it or if I'll just sell it and just call it call it good. Well, you know, um, and, and on the heels
0: of that, you know, one of the other drones that I currently I've you know, I've purchased and I'm waiting for is the Femi X8 SE 2020. Um, you know, I know Marcus has had some good experience with it. I also know Ron's had experience. He actually got to fly Marcus's and some other ones that I've talked to. And um, I know Jaybird has one. And, you know, people have people have generally been very positive about it. And I really, there was one video that came out on it recently um, out on my Facebook group. One of the gentlemen posted this video and he said he had the settings. He didn't have everything cranked up uh, as far as the settings were concerned. And the quality of the video was really impressive. And figuring, you know, you know, for what I ended up paying for this drone, it's it's going to be a great deal. I mean, not, yeah. it's not you know, we're hearing shipment dates, and I put out a video about that last night. But I think I think this is going to be much better than the Zeno Two, David. I really do.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I, I will say that there's some things about, say, the controller that I really like that in comparison to the, uh, this is the Autel Evo 2 controller. And, um, you know, this one, there's not removable sticks. This one, this, you know, $500 one or what at $400 one has removable sticks. Simple things like, there is a button here to switch between uh i forget exactly what they call it but you know it's basically dji equivalent of tripod mode nor normal mode and uh, uh sport mode uh, there's a button there that you can actually change between those modes super quick right and i use that all the time on my djis there's no button anywhere or any anything even in the software interface you have to go you have to press like three buttons and get your camera view to go away on the on the Autel to, to be able to switch to, from, you know, standard mode to ludicrous mode. Um, and uh, there's just, there's several, there's no place to be able to, you know, connect if you're using your and store your cable on here. So you gotta, you know, make sure that your cable is in your bag, you know, this has just like the DJI has, you know, the, the cable here. So there's a bunch of little things that, are actually pretty decent about this that on a drone that's three times as much you know they they don't exist on on this controller that you know so and one of the simple little things that that i like is that you know whether you want the 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 uh antenna up this way or you want them down this way it's just super simple you just rotate them half you know quarter turn whichever way you want this you have to i always forget which way Okay, so if they're here in a storage position, to get them to go down, you can't just push it down. You've got to go 270 degrees around to get them down there. Oh wow! Just and and that's like you know first world problems, right? I mean, but just yeah. little simple like silly things like that. That that you know why why can't I just like push those down right there, right? And get them in position. I've got to rotate them around 270 degrees. And now, then, which model of the Evo two do you have? Uh, right now, I've got the 8K okay and what what do you think what
0: do you think of it
1: uh it's the drone i really really want to love but i don't quite love (laughs) (laughs) um so one i have the original evo as well and i've always had horizon problems now you know no drone is perfect even dji you know you'll get a little bit of drift there right right but most of the time, it's not terribly no- noticeable unless you're really looking for it. The Evo, the original Evo, always had pro- problems with horizon drifting. And um, I actually got it got it right here. But I actually had a problem with, uh, uh, I just figured it out today that uh, one of the little rubbery things here actually came disconnected. And so while I was flying around, like my, my camera was like crazy bad. Um, and then, I don't know, just, it's still, and I don't, I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just a a DJI fanboy. I'm really not. I'm one of those guys that's all about, I want a tool that's useful for me. I could care less about the brand. I just want a tool that is going to do what I want it to do and do it quickly. A lot of times when I'm doing, you know, a paying job. I'm on a limited time frame, right? I want to go get it done and get back and edit that and and get it out the doors. That's how you know and get it, get it done quickly. Or, you know, a lot of times if I'm just doing stuff for myself, I'm uh, doing things at twilight because that that's my favorite time to to capture images with because you get just different colors and the lights and stuff. But you're on a limited time frame in terms of you know, the light is changing every second. And so if you're, if you're uh, dealing with a a wonky gimbal, you know, you've got the the horizon tilt. It's just, uh, you know, you you waste time Um, and little things like not having the, not having a sports, not having a button on the controller that I can just press to change between normal mode, tripod mode, a sports mode. I do that all the time in every single flight that i do with my djis and with the um with the, the mini of course there's not a switch on here but on the the fly app you can just up top top left corner you can toggle through it uh with the autel uh you have to you have to click the gear up in the top right and then you have to go down and you have to click ludicrous and then a, 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 another pop-up pops saying you know giving you some disclaimer you know telling you, you know, that it's all your fault if you crash it, basically. Um, and then you have to click OK on that. And then you got to exit out of that menu. So you got to tap like four times to change from just normal mode to, to whatever they, they call their tripod mode or whatever they call their um, their ludicrous mode. Right. Um, so it's just little things like that, that they just, um, you know, makes it a little bit harder to love. Right. I mean, it's a great drone. It flies really well. It's the best alternative to the the Mavic Two, uh, in my opinion, if you want, you know, a high end drone. Um, but to be honest with you, right now, um, I would I would put my I would put uh, my nine hundred dollars or whatever into, or a little over nine hundred dollars or whatever for the uh, Mavic Air Two Flymore package, rather than spending, you know, fourteen or fifteen hundred or whatever it is for for this. For the 8k version now i don't have the pro version i don't have the evo 2 pro uh yet uh hopefully hopefully maybe i don't know well you know one of the things i, I can say first of all you know
0: when i when i ask you that question it sounded like and you, uh, and you know he's a good friend of mine ken donna would have that kind of answer too um no um but but i think you you bring you bring up some good points about Autel. And I can tell you the horizon tilt issue, David, it goes back to the X-Star Premium, okay? Their very first drone that they can. And that was my very first drone too, okay? Yep. And, and, and I think, you know, Autel has never had, where they where, where their problem has always been for me is not with the hardware. I think the hardware has been really done really well. I think it's always been the software for me, um, you know, yep. even from the X-Star Premium. And when I sold the X-Star Premium, their last software update was a beta, and, and that's how they left it. And you know, when they went to to make the Evo, they never finalized it, and it was just, it was you know how you know how we'll, we'll wait weeks for an update from DJ. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. months for the X Star yeah. Premium. I mean, it was literally months. Yeah. So you know, it's like uh, I, th- that's my experience with Autel. Now, you know, I think, and, and like you said, it gets frustrating when you know. I wish things would be stand, standardized, so to speak. You know, but but you can't have everything the same because Hobson is going to be different from Femi, It's going to be different from. Yep. It's going to be different from DJI, and you yep. understand that. But having all that you said that you have to go through to change a mode, uh, that's yeah. just that's that's all that's a lot to have to do that, and you shouldn't have to
1: have to go through all that you know it's you know yeah and and obstacle avoidance ends at so there's their normal mode maxes out at 22 miles an hour and then you have to switch to ludicrous mode and there's two different speeds for ludicrous mode that the default one is 33 miles an hour and the other one is like 40 or 44 miles an hour or something like that i think it's 44 if i remember right um but as soon as you switch from the normal mode then you know just like on the dji products if you switch to sports mode there's no uh, obstacle avoidance but just to go above 22 miles an hour you lose your obstacle avoidance uh where on most dji products like the mavic air 2 that's more around that's a that's a little bit faster i think that's closer to 30 miles an hour or something like that The mavic air 2 is like around 30 miles an hour where you where you top out in normal mode and then you flip to sports and you can go 40-ish miles an hour and you lose your obstacle avoidance
0: yeah yeah that's you know that's that i think is is something something to be said for that um, you know, one of the things that I'd like to spend our, our remaining time on and to talk about it and you know and you know, it, it kind of hit us by surprise day after Christmas last year, remote ID, okay? And everybody's like, the Christmas present from the FAA that nobody wanted. And yeah. you know nobody wanted to see this. And you know, the ridiculousness of the way the FAA had put this together was just it was it was beyond absurd and then said okay we're gonna give you a period of comment on it and you know i know a lot of people put you know ludicrous comments out there just ridiculous ones mm-hmm. but there were a lot of thought filled comments that were out there i know yeah, a, lot, a lot
1: of very very thoughtful comments with a lot of detail a lot of data uh yeah
0: you know russ had a great one you know i'll just use his for example because he actually did did a video on it um you yeah. know i spent i spent um i spent a good afternoon getting all my thoughts together and typing it up and making it sound professional, you know, and here we are. And I'm sure, you know, I know Ron and Marcus put something on, I'm sure probably you did as well. And in here, what does the FAA come up with? You know, first of all, you know, with the pandemic, I'm thinking they're not going to really be that concerned with this wrong. Okay. They're, they're, they're pushing forward with it. And they're pushing forward with it as is David. It's ridiculous. I, I just, I just don't see
1: it uh well, the problem is is that all the money is driving everything right us us little people don't have a real voice uh like a voice that's really going to be heard right I mean, the biggest voice we have is supposedly a m a which i think they they i think their initial response to to remote idea remote i d was terribly disappointing i think uh they got a lot of feedback about that and uh, maybe change their 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 tactic a little bit but there's really no big entity from our side that's 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 pushing anything um you know to be honest with it you know, D, DJI has been one of the best vocal um you know Brendan Shulman uh, has been one of the, the most vocal and and best advocates I think for the the little guy and and I know you know a lot of people are going to going to scream and yell but hey that uh that drone to phone video that drone to phone video was was awful from dji to be honest with you but i think they i think what it ended up doing was was kind of making a lot of people realize hey that is actually what the what the faa is proposing that's that's exactly what they're proposing is exactly what's in that drone to phone and i don't like how dji presented in that video but if you listen to brendan shulman you know, uh, I follow him on Twitter and uh, read all, you know, every once in a while he'll put out a white paper and, uh, you know, he's, he's very thoughtful and I think he's one of our best advocates. Um, but, you know, DJI, they just put out that, that's, uh, I forget what, what the FAA called it, but it was a list of uh, basically vendors that they're using to help, help kind of solidify the technical framework that they want to implement. And, uh, you know, it was Amazon and it was all big companies, right? That, that are or companies that all have a financial stake in seeing it go in one direction, right? Um, I think everybody on that panel was, you know, there was was AirMap on there, Verizon was in yeah. there, um, that you know, it was all people that have a financial stake to push it in that direction, and, and no, no group or anything from, you know, the opposite side to be kind of the The hey, you know, the 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 dissenting voice, I guess, in terms of that, um, in from from my opinion, Um, you
0: you bring up a good point with Brendan Shulman, and and like you, I follow him on Twitter every day, and uh, and he, you're right, he's he's our best spoke spokesperson regarding this, and and I think you know the the first thing, like you said, you know, there was no real what I'll call drone business listed in there at all. Nothing was there, the first thing that hit me. And the second thing that hit me is there's still of this notion that this is going to be, I mean, it's going to generate profit for companies, say like Kitty Hawk or AirMap or, you know, one of those type of companies. And, you know, I'll I'll give you an example. And I know Mark, the reason I say this is, you know, Marcus flies a lot in class G airspace when he goes out to the Snake River class G, okay and he's literally miles away from a lot of places out there and you know you're you're supposed to have a cell phone signal you know a lot of times when he gets out there there's no cell phone signals so how in the world is he going to fly if he doesn't have a cell phone signal in class g airspace i mean you know some of this stuff is just it's just absurd you know what the faa is wanting to try to do with this and, and this is something I mentioned in my comment when I put this out to them, was I said, you know, when, you know, I've been in IT for 30 years. And one of the things that I know of, and, and I think you can probably ap- appreciate this as well, is that, you know, before they implement a system, okay, they do, they'll architect it out and they'll do what they call a dry run, okay. They'll put it through some simulations to see if it's going to handle things Like data flow and you know, the technical aspects of it before they even actually present it to like the VPs and execs to say, yeah, this is a this is a project we want to go forward with. You know, none of that's been done here. Okay. It's been
1: okay. We're just a lot of it was not very thought through. And Lauren, I see your comment about all drone companies are Chinese based and therefore shouldn't have a voice in our regulations. That that's a fair point. I hadn't really thought about that part, but that's that's definitely a fair point. Uh, so that, that, that's a good one now that, and that actually brings me to the point that I was, I was, uh, just thinking about as you're talking about that is that the, the U S government is kind of talking out both sides of its mouth in terms of China. Right. So they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, about all data getting sent back to China. Right. And, um, now they want to legislate that every single, uh, flying device is internet connected. Right. So, <laughs> And and is transmitting data back to some central location. Well, you know, <laughs> that how's that how's that really going to work out, right? So you're going to have a, a single repository that has all of the drone data in the entire U.S. And uh, you don't think that that's going to be a target for hackers? And uh, it's going to be with third party companies. And sure, they got good IT policies, but let's be honest with you: I- any any company can really be. Um, you know, penetrated if 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 they really want to, and they're they're making this database that shows all the flights, uh, you know where where everything's going. So it just it, to me it doesn't make sense uh, to to be talking out of one side of your mouth saying no, you, we can't have Chinese-based drones because they're going to transmit data, and then on the other side of their mouth they're saying oh, but here every device now needs to be internet uh, connected so that it can real-time send data over the internet. Um, It just, you know, if they, if it truly was a problem in terms of, you know, data being, you know, sent places where you would want to take away the internet connection, you wouldn't want to force an internet connection. That's, I mean, that's how data gets sent back is through an internet connection. Mm -hmm. You know, DJI supposedly went through a process with the DoD to make a specific version of the hardware and software that was DoD approved that was locked down and couldn't connect to the internet at all. Um, you know, that was, that was kind of that whole exercise, but I I don't know that that ended up actually going anywhere, but that was the whole point of that was that (laughs) they were locking down the system so they couldn't be internet connected so that a user couldn't accidentally send data over the internet. And now they're going to, they're going to legislate the fact that you have to have an internet connection and it has to be broadcasting data. Yeah. And,
0: you know, one of the other things with this too, um, is you know, here we are again. You know, uh, you know, it does, it's five dollars to register your drone, but we're going to have to pay somebody. Literally, you know, think about this. We're going to have to pay somebody to fly our drone, right? Yeah, you, know, you know. To me, yep. it's okay. You know, I have to pay. You know, I'm I, I'm a Verizon customer, so I got to pay Verizon for 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 my smartphone. Yep. I'm also, an AT and T customer because my iPad is on AT and T. So I. You know, I pay ATMT too. You know, so it, it's like here, okay, now whoever is it gonna be Airmap, is it gonna be Kitty Hawk? Who we're gonna have to pay them to be able to go ahead and get our birds up in the air. Okay. Well, I
1: had I actually had several Twitter discussions public twitter discussions with uh the founders of i forget which one's which but uh with kitty hawk and, and air map they're on twitter and i had several discussions through the the remote id process where you know they'd put out some crazy thing you know trying to talk up how good remote id was and stuff and then you know i was i was kind of Fighting back with them a little bit, having a having a bit of a discussion with them, and you know they they were basically saying no, we're not going to charge anybody. Just like with lands, you know we have we have land services through Kitty Hawk and through AirMap, and we're not charging users for that. And you know we we're not going to charge the regular user for uh, for remote ID services, um, but they do want to do value add stuff, right? So there's going to be like a free level. For you know, just regular, regular folks, uh, and then there's going to be tiers, right? You know, just like anything, right? You a lot of times you get a free, 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 a little bit of features for free, and then there's add-ons, right? And so uh, that that's part of what they're talking about. But you know, the, it's there's going to be cost somewhere to us, right? Whether that's advertisements, yeah. whether that's you know, so, somehow there's going to be cost to us that's going to be coming back at us because they're they can't just do it for free. For nothing.
0: There's obviously there's going to be a revenue stream for this from them, and you know the other thing that that I hear with all this too is like, okay, UPS and Amazon have stakes in this because you know they want to get their drone delivery business, you know, up and running and everything. And and I have to stop right here and say this, okay? Now I've talked to um, talked to some, you know, I I have some I have some subscribers from Australia who have have told me that the drone delivery service there was, was horrific. All right. That, you know, it's that, it's that, I think Google makes the plane. It's huge. And from everything, from what I understand, it's all really, it's basically autonomous. It is really, there's nobody, there's no FPV view yep. It's being flown. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's pre-programmed and it moves on. And, and I know they've tried this up in Virginia as well. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's, it's like, oh, it's going to happen next year. It's going to happen next year. You know, and I know, and one of the persons who's, who's really kind of really harped on it, you know, when I've had him on has been Rick Smith, you know, they're still years away from being able to do that because I did see probably la- maybe last year, I, f- I found a video and I don't know how old it was of, of UPS doing a test with a truck and a drone coming out and actually doing a delivery and it worked. Yep. The thing was, it had to be within so much of a range of that residence. So, you know, yep. you- really kind of defeat the purpose anyway, uh, of of having this, you know, so, so this utopian idea of Jeff Bezos, and all the bigwigs at UPS, being able to, you know, d- your, your packages are coming via drone, that's years away, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I, and I had said that uh, before this whole remote ID came, came out. Um, I mean, if you look at the waivers being granted, and, you know, the, the authorizations that are coming out, it's still going to be, a long time before it's a reality, especially here in the US. But that's exactly why the, the the delivery companies want it is because they want to be able to just push a button and have it go do it. They don't want to have a person watching it. They want to have it fully automated. They don't want to pay a person. They want to load something up in a package and then it automatically goes down their conveyor line, automatically gets hooked up to, to you know, some sort of a, a, a drone and then off it goes, it goes and does its thing and it comes back. Um, th- that's yeah. where they're going to get their savings. They, they don't have a driver going and, uh, you know, taking it. Um, Cause that's a huge cost. It is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge cost and it'll be a
0: huge savings for them. So, but you know what? It, it's like the technology is not there yet. It's just not, we're just yeah. not at this point. And one of the other things, you know, being that you own own an Autel Evo 2 is, I know a lot of people that choose those choose those because there's no geo on this. Okay. Well, when remote ID kicks in, you know, it's, it's a moot point as far as a selling point for, for Autel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, it's yep. just, you know, because, you know, that's one of the things I'll, I'll hear a lot of times and I'll go out and look on different forums that, you know, I'll see, I'll tell owners, you know, Oh, versus DJI owners kind of a thing. And, you know, and that's one of the big things that they'll say right away is, Oh, you know,
1: there's no geofencing. I don't need geofencing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for for me, the geofencing hasn't been a problem. I think for some people, and I'm not saying for everybody, but there's a certain percentage of people that geofencing DJI's geofencing system is a, um, a knowledge-based issue that that a lot of people just don't understand how it works, and they don't want to take the time right to to learn how it works, and so they just want to press a button, take off, and go fly. They don't have they they don't want to have to learn to figure out how what the different areas are. They don't want to have to look up where it is, you know. So there's there's some of that. There's also, of course, the a certain yes, Skynet is real. <laughs> uh, there's there's a certain portion of people that that just you know are, are Ethically and morally, or whatever, against you know someone else controlling what they do with the property that they've spent their their hard-earned money on, and I I, I completely understand that. Um, I also, you know, being somebody who's been in IT and been in the business world, I understand the the company side of that in terms of DJI. They're trying to protect their their market, right? They're trying to make sure that one of their drones isn't on the front page of, uh, of, you know, some, some website or, you know, on uh, it's not splashed across the news that DJI just crashed a commercial airliner or something like that. Right. So they're trying to, you know, protect their investments. You know, if, if uh, draconian uh, legislation comes through, then that kills their, their market. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's the reason why they're doing it. Um, you know, there's, there's, a lot of people, uh, you know, on both sides of the fence, right? I was uh, on a Twitter thread uh, last night that Brendan Shulman was uh, participating in with, uh, I think his name's Chris Anderson. He was the CEO of 3DR, um, the 3D Robotics, um, who, you know, has kind of shifted focus. But back in the day, they were like the, one of the big names in, in the drone industry in terms of, uh, you know, making uh, physical drones. Now I think they're more on the services side and software side, but, you um, he was uh, you know, there's a recent article that came out about um, uh, I forget where it was in Florida, but uh, some um, was it the Bard Institute or some some uh, Embry Riddle, I think it was, did a, a, a research, did some research, and uh, they uh, used uh, uh, DJI's aeroscope around one of the airports down in Florida. and then they matched up. Lance authorizations in that same area, and they determined that only like seven percent of flights in the controlled airspace were actually authorized to fly. And um, so, Chris Anderson from 3DR was tweeting at uh, Brendan from DJI saying, Hey, you guys need to do more to make it so your drones can't take off and they can't do these illegal things. And, um, you know, Brendan was saying, Hey, it's just you know, there's, there's a fine line between. You know being able to to say what people can do and what they can't do and that kind of stuff and uh, you know if we go too far one way then you know they're not going to sell any drones if we go too far the other way then you know it's a free-for-all so he was saying it's it's, it's a bit tough and one of the things that i was saying is one of the problems with that particular uh, study is that lance is not the only way to get authorized to fly in a given area uh, you can apply for authorizations, uh, especially if you have a, a, a waiver. Like I've got a, a 107.29 night waiver. Um, you can't do a, a you can't just do a, a lance authorization to fly at night. You have to do a, a special drone drone zone. Uh, you you have to get authorization through drone zone um, to combine your night waiver with that. And there's there's multiple different ways. To be able to get authorization to fly in controlled airspace and Lance is only one of those and this particular article or this particular research the study that was done didn't necessarily take into account that and there's been a whole bunch of um articles that have popped up around that research that are saying oh you know it's the wild west of drones and they're going to cause problems and all this stuff when you, you know it's not actually i mean it may be true i don't know but but i think part of the problem is is that when you have incomplete data you can come to incomplete or incorrect conclusions it's basically what i was telling chris in that twitter thread and i don't know how much data is wrong or missing i don't know how many authorizations go through drone zone as opposed to um as opposed to through Lance, but, uh, there is, uh, definitely some, and there, there was a user, a, a person, I think his first name was Michael who had posted in LinkedIn as well as a Facebook group that I'm in that, uh, talked about, about, about this. And he was, he, he apparently lives in this area. And again, this is someone on the internet. I don't know them. So I don't know if they're telling the truth or not, but he seemed believable in what he was saying that, uh, his, because one of the one of the articles actually showed a heat map showed showed the location and the altitudes of of all the unauthorized flights and he he had actually looked through that data and found 12 of his flights in that that were supposedly unauthorized but of course he had gone through drone zone to get his authorization and so there were only 19 flights in that study that had been authorized and he's he you know another 12 you know just from him that almost doubles the amount of you know, so it just shows that the data, you know, is not necessarily accurate. And who knows how many other people were, you know, flying in, in that area and uh, were also authorized by some other method that weren't accounted for in the way that they they were analyzing the data. That makes Yeah,
0: sense. you know, that's, that's something that, you know, it's, you know, and, and I'm glad you bring up the point here, too. You, you brought up, you know, you have have a nightwear waiver. And that's something that's different from Lance. And, you know, that's something that you have to apply for with the FAA. And I think, you know, people, you know, cause I, I'll get a lot of questions about that, you know, and it's like, Oh, can I do this to get a night waiver? And I said, no, you got to go through the FAA to do that. I didn't know exactly where, but you know, it's, it's out on their myriad of pages to be able to do it. Yep. But how yeah. But long, how long of an approval is it for a night waiver? I mean, is it like a week or two
1: or. Uh, I think mine was. I think most people had said, you know, be ready for like a three month wait, and I think mine was about a month. Oh, okay. Uh, when, when I got mine, but it's. uh, I'm trying to remember when I got mine. It's been probably almost a year since I got mine. If I remember.
0: Right. How long are they good for?
1: Uh, so I had just asked for a year, and they gave me three years. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. good. That's
0: real good. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you have, you state your business purpose and need and things like that when you're filling that out, right? I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, obviously, you state, like, your business purpose and need and what you'll be doing when you fill that out. I haven't seen the form. Uh,
1: there, well, there is no form. You uh, basically have to uh, try and just dis- uh, describe how you're going to mitigate risks of flying at night. So oh, okay. you want to do things like, like um, you know, demonstrate uh, how... Well, first off, you have to have a you have to have a, uh, a visual observer all the time. You have to have like some sort of training material for them. So there was a, a link uh, to to some training material. So uh, anybody who's going to be flying with me has to has to go through this material. You have to um, uh, uh, demonstrate that you're going to use the appropriate lighting because uh, you have to have strobes, um, and there there's a few things. You just have to have to basically explain how you're going to mitigate the risks of flying at night okay. one of the things i said is that i that i'll you know i'll i'll um, observe the area that i'm going to fly in during daytime before i actually fly in that area so that i can uh, observe any you know any sort of obstructions or anything like that
0: well that's good that's good information to know um we're kind of we're kind of at the end of the end of the hour here and uh first of all i want to thank you so much for for stopping by tonight it's been way too long um you know i I had you on probably well over a year ago and i needed to get you back on because it's always a pleasure talking with you and um you know one of the things i I like about your channel david is you know you're very thorough you're very detailed um you don't you don't skip anything you know when you do your videos um and that's that's what i really like about it and if you've been on the dark side of the moon and haven't subscribed to david please do so (laughs) Um, you know, there's a there's there'll be a link in the description for you guys to do that. So um is there <laughs> no <a> problem. <laughs> is there anything that you're currently working on that you'd like to let us know about? Well,
1: that's a uh So it's been a while since I've posted a video. I think it's probably been about a month since I, that's my biggest problem is I just don't get enough videos out. I think, I think my subscriber base might be a little bit bigger if I uh, put out videos more frequently, but I go, you know, I, I know you do a good job of getting videos out on a regular basis. I'm not so good at that. I get caught up with, with uh, my kids or working or, you know, or You know, let's be honest, watching TV or something (laughs) and don't get videos out near as often as I should. But uh, uh, I've got the uh, Mavic Air 2 that uh, I need to get a review out. Uh, I need to get a uh, video of uh, the Autel Evo 2 out soon. Uh, So those are the two that I really... Uh, I am uh, uh, wanting to get out soon and then the other one that everybody keeps asking about and I don't know that I've seen anybody mention it here in the in the chat here but almost everybody anytime I show up anywhere uh, or in my email or private messages or whatever asks me about uh, follow up for this. Uh, So I, I, uh, I've, I've kind of put myself a deadline, uh, uh, in my calendar that I've got to get a a follow-up video for this because I think I, I owe it to everybody to, uh, give an update on what happened with my Skydio.
0: I think that that'd be a good thing. Well, you know, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, you know, family always comes first, you know, you know, your boys are the age where they're doing things and they're active and, you know, events and things like that, you know, and, you know, spending time with family is always comes first. And, you know, that's the same for me as well. You know, it's like, it's like for me, you know, Valerie and I, you know, we're, we're getting, we're kind of close, sort of close to retiring. Now I will say this, you know, we were planning on coming up to Ohio in July. I don't know if that's going to be the case now or not. I'm probably going to spend some time up there. You know, our granddaughter's birthday's coming up. So, um, you know, we would love to get up there. And I would, you know, I I make this promise. You know, we get up there for more
1: than three days. um, We're going to get together and do some Yeah, definitely. Definitely Uh, let me know. And FSU grad 03, I was waiting for it from you, my man. (laughs) up <laughs> he he's one of the main ones, always asking me, aren't you? <laughs> Marcos a great guy. Um, yeah, he's a, yeah, good dude. I, I really, um, really like him a well, lot. Yeah, definitely. If uh, if if you figure out a way to get up here, definitely let me know. And uh, yeah, you, me may be, get you, you may be
0: packing the truck up to do something like that because I'm not I'm not real crazy about flying right now. Until so they can get some of this air circulation <laughs> stuff taken care of. Yeah,
1: that's actually, all I have to say. be thinking about these days, aren't there?
0: Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. Well, you know, again, I want to thank you so much for, for spending the hour with us. Um, I know it was a, it was a treat for me. And I know it was a treat for everybody in the chat tonight. I want to thank everybody that joined the chat tonight. I want to thank Jeff Voight and I want to thank Metro drones for their super chats. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate that. And for your great and thoughtful comments throughout the thread that it's just, it's just great. I've been, been monitoring it tonight. You guys do a great job and we, uh, you know, I really appreciate that. And you know, make sure before you guys, you know, um, before we close out, make sure you hit that thumbs up for David. You know, it's 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 not it's not it's you know, I, I'm the small part here. You know, David's the big part here. You know, we're here to see. You know, you, know see me each week, okay? <laughs> you you know, you get to see David every now and then. And you know, make sure you hit that like button for him. You know, he does. He has a great channel. Does a great job. Um, you know, make sure you subscribe to him if you haven't done that already, and he's going to get some videos out there. You know, understand. You know, he's a family person. You know, family things come. You know, and in other things. So uh, that that that's that's important, and that's on the list. Well, again, um, thanks so much, David. Um, I hope everybody tunes in the next several weeks. I got I got some incredible guests coming up, and I actually have a VIP coming up in a couple of weeks um you know and i'm not i'm not not naming names yet because i don't get until i get a 100% confirmation from them i don't want to want to let everybody know and oh so and so didn't show up and everything but I, I will let you know this in 2 weeks i have a vip coming that i think i know david's going to going to like who this is and and i know oh, you got
1: me intrigued now
0: a lot of you people are really going to like who this is so so stay tuned and again thanks everybody for watching tonight um make sure you hit Hit up Klugey and make sure you subscribe to his channel. Hope everybody has a great rest of your evening. Take care and remember, it's a great day to fly. See
1: you guys. Thanks, Bill.
0: In Episode 65, I was joined by my co-hosts, Marcus Crawford and Ron Brown. We discussed at length our five favorite features on the DJI Mavic Air 2. And I also gave an update on the FEMI X8 SE 2020 regarding shipping and accessories. So without any further ado, let's roll that broadcast in its entirety. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live Season 3 episode 23 Mavic air 2 Femi x8se 2020 updates um Billy Kyle is not here tonight um due to the unfortunate situation going on in uh, you know in Philadelphia right now um he had to postpone he's fine uh it's just uh, business related and he will be here next Monday I don't know if you know these two guys or not um I I may need to introduce them to you no uh Marcus how are you this evening?
2: Darn good, Bill. Uh, yeah, you know, I uh, it's 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 going to be tough. Ron and I are no way can we truly fill Billy's shoes, but uh, but we will have a good conversation this evening.
0: That's true. That's very true. Ron, how are you tonight? Good,
3: and I don't know about the statement. I wear a size eleven. I may. Uh you know i may wear a bigger shoe than billy does but uh but no where's billy? I, I came here that i came here to see billy
0: yeah well you know B- billy's having Bill, billy's having to meet with some uh, uh business people tonight because of uh he hasn't been able to film his stuff his uh do his, his property f- filming because of everything going on in philadelphia right now so you know our thoughts and prayers are with everybody and just you know Please be safe. That's all I have to say regarding that. That's, and that's all we're going to do because I've, I've kind of like had overload on that today as well. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, I hope you got, I hope you guys had a chance to catch Sally French last night. Um, Sally's an exceptional person and she is just a great and one of the best ambassadors for drones out there, period. Um, surprisingly she doesn't have her mavic air 2 yet and we were able i was able to pass on some some tips to her so um you know that was good it's always good to talk to her and she was in excellent spirits last night great show sally thank you again so much and um you know we we really uh value please get me your address because i got something that i want to send to you from build a drone reviewer um tonight we got on the table we're going to talk a little bit talk first we're going to talk about uh, the Femi X8SE 2020, some ordering updates and some information there's been a lot of a inf- lot of things going on with that so I thought I wanted to kind of kind of um, make sure that everybody's clear on this um, get everybody clear on the coupon codes as well because there's been some confusion on that. so I want to clear that up and then there's a great accessory that if those of you who have ordered it, that I highly recommend. It looks great from everything I've seen, and it's on Amazon. and And we'll show that. Then we'll get to talk a little bit. We'll talk some about the Mavic Air Two and what we like about it. and And, and Ron said one word: everything. So Ron's Ron's already given his answer for tonight. So, um, but first we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna talk about the Femi X Eight SE Twenty Twenty a little bit. Now there's been a lot going on with BangGood, um, and I know both Marcus and I. It's kind of like we want to do one of these when we're looking because we're affiliates, we kind of like want to do one of these when we're looking at our at our numbers because you know we're, we're just afraid because a lot of people are canceling their orders, all right? So this is what we know as of right now, just to kind of like clear the air because I know there's a lot of people posting a lot of information out on the group page and I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page as this, okay? Um, a lot of people have canceled their orders because they've received notices, they've received emails from Banggood, um and a lot of them have ordered from AliExpress and supposedly AliExpress will be shipping and I I've seen some information on that. My advice to you is this, okay? is hang on because from what I'm hearing, you know, this is going to be sooner rather than later that these drones get here to the US warehouse. Um and Ron and Marcus know this as well. Okay. When you're dealing with Banggood, when you're dealing with Gearbest, okay, these kind of things are going to happen. So, you know, the, the best thing I can advise you to do is to be patient. Okay. If you can, because you've gotten a great price. Okay. The price on these drones was fantastic. okay? Right? Now, what I did was I ordered a second one. All right. And I ordered it from the Chinese warehouse. And I actually have information on that that I, uh, I'm, I'm going to share with you guys. Um, Marcus, what are your thoughts regarding all
2: this? Well, uh, here's what I'm gonna say it's really easy, Bill, for you and me to tell people, Hey, wait, because we've got drones we can fly, right? We have other drones, and you know, we can go out flying whatever we want. Now, I perfectly understand if you're somebody that you don't have a drone and you really want to go flying. And you're looking at month after month, good weather, it's disappearing. You know, I can understand why that person might cancel that order and buy a Mavic Mini or a, a, a Mavic Air 2 if they can afford it, uh, that they know that they can get, you know, within a week or, or so. Uh, but just like what you said, when you order from Banggood or Gearbest or any of those Chinese websites, Patience is the key because, well, you know, we, we've s- talked many times. My first Femi X8, the 20, 2018 version, it took me five months. I waited five months to get that drone. Now, I don't think this one is going to take that long, but uh, it's just worth mentioning that. In fact, I'm trying to think of any one of the t- any time I've ever ordered from one of those Chinese retailers. That a drone that it's actually got here on time that it hasn't been a wait of months. I, 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 you know, from the hubson Zeno, all of them. I can't think of one that actually that actually got here on time. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Ron, how about you? What are your thoughts on that?
3: Um, thank you, Marcus. No, we, we talked about this a little bit off air, uh, maybe last night or over the weekend. And you know, uh, Bill says, for, you know, asked for what, what advice we give people waiting on orders. If if you're like the three of us and you have a whole room full of drones, just sit on the original order at that great price of, I mean, well, what was it, Marcus? At one point, you would get it for a little under three fifty. Yeah, but, and, and some people yep. you got two nine nine with the uh, winning the contest. So if you did that, you have a whole. Room full of drones. Just wait, just wait it out. You know, it will get here eventually, you know, uh, but it could be July, it could be August. But as marcus said, if you have no drones at all, your only drone, hold on, pause here. If your only drone is something like this right now at this point, um, don't wait for summer to be half over, almost over before the FEMI uh, X8 2020 gets here. Um, you know, Uh, go go out and get yourself something you can fly next week Uh, I mean if your budget doesn't for the the Mavic Air 2 which is the the, I'm gonna call the affordable drone I recommend now but also that's the higher end of the affordable drone just get your refund go down to your local Best Buy if it's in stock buy the Mavic Mini and you'll have a great summer fly you'll get you'll get a lot of great video a lot of great pictures and you'll be trouble-free and uh so that's my advice if you don't have a, a good news head if you have any drone at all your current drone is this drone here cancel order go down to best buy get the Mavic mini but again I, I emphasize if you have a whole bunch of drones or if you live in a, if you live in a place where the bill does where maybe you have good to fly all the way around you know uh, that's a different story but here where i'm at i mean summer's just getting here but in a couple months it'll be gone and fall be here and the winds and the Rain will start and uh, and I have to get the drone then, then it kind of just is, you know, i get it out once a blue moon will fly. So uh, anyhow, that was a long way to answer. Sorry, Bill. Throwing Bill, it back.
2: Sorry, Marcus. Hey, well, Bill, I just was going to say, I wanted to let you know, I have those codes ready to put in the chat whenever you want.
0: Good. So. Yeah. And I'm going to bring that up on the screen. Now, first thing I'm going to share on the screen, um, somebody had posted this today in the group and the, and this was, this was real. This was, it's some encouraging news here. Okay. Um, And this is on on Banggood's page. All right. This is note. Sorry for delayed delivery time for the pre-orders in overseas warehouse. Due to suppliers delay in delivery and long transport time from CN China warehouse to overseas warehouse by CN Railway. Boy, they love their run on sentences. Anyway, about 3000 pieces X8 SE 2020 are in transit to overseas warehouse so far. And most of back order will be processed in June. Thanks for your support. So that is at least some good news that that they are coming that they will be here so those of you that have ordered from the u.s warehouse with a date of july 10th i think that's going to be a good date i think i uh, you may get them a little bit sooner i wouldn't count on it but um i would say july 10th is probably going to be a good date as far as that's concerned okay now marcus go ahead and you can drop those coupon codes in the chat um now there's a coupon code for the u.s warehouse and i have it up here on screen and marcus is going to drop it in the chat uh, BG FeMi X8SE20, which is real easy for us, and one for the Chinese warehouse is BG X8SE20419, and who knows what 419 means. But um, those are the designations for these codes here. So um, I wanted to wanted to make sure that everybody had a chance to get that. And thank you for dropping that in the chat, Marcus. That's good.
2: Hey, uh, Bill. So well, we probably want to be clear on what that brings those prices down to. With uh, yes, please, please. Warehouse, have you got that or?
0: no go ahead go for it
2: in the u.s warehouse it brings it down to uh like 379.79 something like that the chinese warehouse it brings it down to like 419. uh you know what i'm gonna say even at 419 that drone is a is a is a good buy absolutely it's not a great buy like it was at 350 but it's still a good buy so uh yeah, anyway, that's that's the choices, and, and there's the codes.
0: Now, what I wanted to share here, too, a little bit also is some additional information. Femi actually put out a couple of tutorials on the SE 2020. One is on updating firmware be, via FemiNab 2020 um, app, and the other one is updating firmware via the micro SD card. And I'll drop links in the description so you guys can go ahead and check those out. They're very short. They're about two or three minutes, but um, they're actually not bad. Um, that's the first time I've actually watched a tutorial from Femi. I was actually pretty impressed. And they do have other ones from the the original, from the 2018 version as well. So I definitely suggest you guys check them out. There, there are several of them here. So
2: can I, can I add to that one, Bill?
0: Go for it.
2: So... <laughs> If everybody remembers when I got my 2018 FIMI X8SE in, in a, a prop disintegrated, first flight, prop disintegrated, and it crashed. I was lucky. didn't really hurt the drone much. Uh, but literally the next day, FEMI posted a video. And it's, it's one of these videos uh, that they have on there. And they were talking about uh, inspecting your props to make sure that those screws were all in there. And then they were, you know, this is one that'll get you, you know, there's a lot of people that have had problems with the legs uh, cracking and breaking and they very carefully were instructing people to inspect the legs on their drones. So it's pretty clear. They knew they had something going on.
0: Well, you know, that that's ironic, but I think it's, I think the, the, those are excellent tips, Marcus, to pass on to people is, you know, before you go out for your first flight, Check to make sure that those screws are tight on on all the props. I mean, I watched Marcus's video and I just like, oh no, you know, I, I saw I saw him and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, when the first time he flew his Femi X8 SE and you know it was like one of those and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, but thank goodness it really didn't do do damage to, to his drone. He was <laughs> he will be the first to admit he was very fortunate with that. Oh, I'm lucky
2: yeah. and
0: lucky. Um, and, and also to the legs i mean you know um I, I would say you want to inspect them before and after every flight i mean that's just that's just something that we're going to go forward do you think it and here's a question for you marcus is it going to be different on the 2020 version or not
2: so so with regard to the legs in particular i think the legs are even more important than those props i think what happened to me with the props was more of a one-off situation a manufacturing error no doubt but I haven't heard a lot of those. But what we have heard a lot of is people with the 2018 version, uh, particularly flying in sport mode, uh, that an arm will break and the drone will crash. Uh, So it is, I think, imperative that you inspect the legs on that drone and be careful of really abrupt maneuvers while in sport mode, because it's a very powerful drone. that said, I, I wouldn't let it stop me from, from enjoying the drone. But if you inspect them every, every every flight, just so that you know you don't have a crack starting in in one of the legs. And uh, I, I actually had a commenter on one of my videos kind of warned me. He said, Marcus, he goes, I crashed my drone. He said, because of those legs. And I had loaned my drone out to Ron. And as soon as it got back, I inspected the legs, and sure enough, there was a start of a crack on one of the legs. I epoxied it, and it's and it's fine. But I just think it bears mentioning. To keep, that's just one of those things that you want to keep in mind with that femi. Absolutely, and I also and
3: let me add that uh, I did hot rod that drone all over the place, and
0: uh, <laughs> I did, Ron. Yeah, Ron, Ron. Ron Brown, hot rodder, hot rodder at heart. We we all know how, how Ron likes to what, likes to hit the pedal to the metal. I took
3: it um, down to drag races.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, the the drag race racing expert is in Idaho in this panel. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the other things is to let you guys know. You know, parts are available for this. Unlike trying to get parts for a DJI drone, which is is kind of like pulling teeth sometimes. Um, they are available on AliExpress. I know I've seen legs out there for the Femi X8 SE uh, to purchase and they're not they're not horribly expensive. So but, you know, have to know what you're doing and being able to repair drones like that to put those on. I'm, you know, because there's wires involved in uh, maybe soldering. I'm not sure. So um, but they are available. So just to kind of let you guys know something like that. Now, the other thing that I wanted to wanted to go and share tonight, too, is i found it and now it's it, they're they're under a lot they say it's currently unavailable i kind of kind of lucked out on this um it's by it's really it's by an uh yx intelligent charger and you know that you know there's a bunch of different names that that they go by um now this is available on banggood it's available on aliexpress i found it luckily on amazon and was able to get one of the last ones that they had that they had there Um, Now, you're able to charge up to four batteries, a smartphone, and also your controller at the same time on this. Now, it did say, you know, and one of these things, and this is something that that I can't emphasize enough, because I've heard people say, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I left my batteries on my charger, went out and, you know, went out to dinner or something, and then, you know, a disaster happened or something. Let me tell you this, and this is just this has been my rule since day one in flying drones. When I'm charging these batteries, and I don't know about you guys, but when I'm charging batteries, it's like Valerie has a rule. Anytime that stove is on, okay, we have to be home. Like if a roast or something is in the oven, we don't go out, okay? The roast has to cook before we leave. I mean, that's her rule. And and I like the rule. I mean, it makes sense. So it's the same thing with this for me, because you know, these batteries basically have chemicals inside them and can cause, you know, fire and things. And you know, just for just for grins and giggles all the time, I always am home while these are charging.
3: And no, I got defer- I get the same, same rules as you do.
0: Good, Ron. Those for are the great oven great. and the batteries. You good? See, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, it's it's I like put my it's, batteries in the oven. You put Then if they explode, they're safe. Three seventy-five, three seventy-five
2: for forty-five minutes. Okay. No, 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 no. Don't uh, do that. Don't do that, everybody.
3: Hey, no hey, money. Bill. Uh, take a quick time out here in the comments. Go to Chris K. About like maybe twenty comments back, and he talks about uh, his uh, Phoebe, his order from the U.S. Warehouse, and he expects it to arrive on uh, June eighth.
0: Okay. There we go. My Phoebe ship from U.S.A. Warehouse order April fifteenth. And also, as by Banggood, surprisingly expected ship date of May 29th will arrive June 8th. Uh, oh, that's fantastic, Chris. Thank you for sharing that. Now, what's ironic, I know, Marcus, when did you order your Femi? Uh, April 4th. Okay, I ordered mine April 12th. And see, in Marcus, and we were talking about this last night on Xeno Nation. And Chris, th- thank you for, for sharing that. And thank you, Ron, for calling that up. But what was what was interesting was, we were talking about this last night, you know, and like Marcus said, it doesn't make any rhyme or reason, you know, people ordered after us are getting it before us and just, it's all, it's all messed up. I mean, there's no pattern yeah. or logic to this at maybe all. That,
3: maybe Banco has the same distribution people that used to, to work for Gearbest.
0: yeah probably. Or they own a the 2 release. Hell,
3: they
2: oh the same company for all we know.
0: <laughs> that, that I wouldn't die. You know, the, uh, you know, Marcus brings up a good point there. You know, they may use the same kind of company to handle customer service because I'll tell you what, the reps from Banggood and the reps from GearBest are just almost like exactly the same. What would you rate them,
3: Bill, on your on 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 Bill, the driver reviewer scale?
0: On a scale of 1 to 10, they'd probably be about a negative 10, okay? <laughs> they, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even, you know how, you know how that, that old saying is, um, you know, I'd beat him down so bad he'd have to raise his hand up to the curb kind of thing, okay? You know, that they couldn't even see – they couldn't even, even see out to see the curb, okay? That's how bad that is, right? It's like every time you talk to them, it's an ex- – I'll tell you what.
3: And you, and you say talk, you mean mostly emails or, or – Yeah, maybe-
0: chat, really chat. Yeah. Their chats are, 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 just, are just fantastic because one time you get on, they'll tell you something – you mark it down or take a screenshot or whatever. Next time you get on, they'll tell you the exact opposite. It's just, you know, it's it's like there's no rhyme, there's no reason. And they, you know, they will tell you anything to make you happy. Okay. Well, okay, here's the thing. I asked them about my order. I was on the other night. This is probably this is like last week sometime. And I asked them about my order. And I said, Okay, can you tell me when it's gonna ship from the US warehouse? And they said, Well, no. Well, they said, Okay. We'll give you 8,000 bang good points. They said 8,000, okay? And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good because that's like 80 bucks, all right? And I said, sure. You know, for waiting patiently? I said, sure, I'll take them. Well, no, we meant only I, I put too many zeros. I meant I meant, I meant meant 80, 80, and I'm like, come on, pal. D- 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 don't be doing this to me.
3: Plus, you know, if you even got the 8,000 points, you can only use a certain amount of points per item. So it's not like you're going to get something for free. Like yeah. if, you, if you ordered a $300 drone, maybe you could use a 1,000 points or whatever. So it's only going to take a little bit off. And listen, go back in the chat real fast. Sam Burns brings up a question probably a lot of people have asked. And spun by Raw real fast where um, he, 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 he wants to ask Chris, if has if any you know be used a because he said it seems like anybody that used that coupon, they're the ones that're not receiving their drones,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, Chris, that's a good question if you can answer that for Sam, uh look for Chris, they gave him eight hundred, okay, <laughs> I'm like they were giving they were offering me eighty Chris, okay, I mean I'm like, hmm
2: yeah he used yeah. to use the coupon if
3: they gave you eight thousand points you would have never been able to use them they would expi- some of that would expi- oh, them yeah unless you, you want the shopping spree that was unprecedented you because you would only be able to use so much per item you would have never used them all
0: uh yeah it would have it would have taken me it would have taken me forever and they would have expired. You're right. They no. would have expired by the time I could have used them. Unless you order, unless you order a drone every day of the week. You yeah, I would be ordering a drone every other day, and we'd be having giveaways on. You have all. a
3: whole you have a whole house full of drones like this.
0: Yeah, the E-Sheen E58. Yeah, that was that was a real, that was a real winner. Um.
3: Actually, they say they say, I flew for a few minutes in the backyard. They say this, but flies are all good.
0: <laughs> they yeah. must have. They must have put. They they screwed. Mine was so bad. It just. It, it took off. Boom. Pancake. Every time. So I switched the props on it. Same thing. Pancakes all the time. And I'm like, quantum, yeah. see you later. Yeah. Two- in
3: yeah. The yeah, out worked perfectly. It held right. Whatever I popped it at two or three feet in the air. It's it stayed there. It didn't move.
0: You know, I've had, you know, except, you know, the only one I've had be able to get up successfully for any length of time, all right, was our golden egg buddy, okay? Golden I was egg. Found, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. able to get him up, okay? Well, you know what? I need to well, find. I, I, must
3: have I must have the new firmware on this bill.
0: Well, okay. Well, you know what? I need, yeah. to, you know, that golden egg is still sitting here, and I need to find somebody to send this to, okay? So, um, let me let me throw it out to anybody out there in, in the states because I don't. I'm sorry. I, n- nothing nothing against my friends overseas, but it's it's incredibly difficult to mail things. And right. I
3: would, I would never get there anyways. They, they'd have it. They'd have it next year anyways.
0: You would probably get it. Yeah, like Ron said, next year. So anybody that would be interested in the golden egg, you can take a look on my videos. Okay, you can see my my. I had Valerie's help with this, so. Um, Heck we all did, three
2: of us made a video. of that
0: All thing. three of us took the walk of shame. Okay, and you can take the walk of shame with Ron and Marcus and build a drone reviewer. Okay, it's it. There's no shame in that.
2: We, we need to add the caveat though, Bill. Okay, if somebody gets it, it, it it's just temporary. Right. They have to ship it off then to you somebody else.
0: On, yeah, I see. Put their name on the list. Bill's been Bill, Bill's been hoarding it. Okay, and, and Bill's not going to hoard it anymore. So anybody that wants it, and here's the thing, email me at at gmail.com with your address. Okay, I'll pay for shipping, and it'll 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 come to you in excellent condition.
3: And and you make a video about it, and we'll 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 show it during we'll show a clip of it during the show
0: during Rotor Talk Live, yeah. we'll show it, we'll, and probably Xeno Nation. And will show and it drop
3: with- and drop the link and get you more subs and whatever. Hey, go to the chat real fast, get Laura put a com up, com up. He said, at, "At Ron, I have such a deal for you,
2: you won't believe that." That's exactly right.
3: Which deal is? Which deal do you think he's referring to? The FEMI
2: deal. I think he's making fun of you, Rob, because you were uh, liking that ishine drone. I think oh, that's OK. Yeah,
3: well, well, it, looks, it looks just like a Mavic.
0: Actually, it looks just like a
3: Mavic Pro 1, Bill. Yeah, it does. It, it, there's it, a micro version.
0: OK, here's here's one other thing I want to share, and I thought this was actually kind of comical. OK, now I did get a shipping notice for my Femi X8 SE 2020 from the Chinese warehouse, and <laughs> I don't want to share that. And, and, and is that worth the paper it's printed on? Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. But here's the thing that, that I had to laugh. Package has been sterilized and shipped out, okay? Mm-hmm. There you go. Pre-sterilization. Pre- pre- you wouldn't have seen this in 2019, guys, okay? We're in the right. age of the coronavirus, and it's been sterilized and shipped out, all right? That That just... That just kind of really floored me on this one. All right, and, and like, did
3: you see the news earlier this week? Uh, now, now, the uh, I'll call i say the scientists they don't believe that the coronavirus passes a lot by you know on objects by touching. They think yeah. that's that's the least likely way you're gonna you're gonna get the corona is by touching something.
0: And there, my wife and I, weeping when we get our groceries, we've been wiping them down. We have a rag, we soak it with bleach water. And we've been wiping all and our groceries
3: down. Remember what they used to say? When we were young,
0: better safe than sorry. That's right. That's right. So okay,
2: anyway. I, I want to make you guys jealous for a second. My wife just brought me some more herbs oh, oh, Sarah,
0: Sarah
2: oh, you,
0: yeah. you, need, you need to ship them to Florida and to New Jersey too. Okay? And
3: they've been sterilized, also, right, Marcus? I no
0: doubt about it. They're, <laughs> they're safe. They're safe to eat. Yeah. Definitely uh, safe to eat.
3: Everybody, a, a growing boy needs a little food to get him through the show, right, Marcus? Oh, no, and
0: I'm growing all right. Now, <laughs> I have to. You know what? This is this this is the this is the interlude time. This is between segments here. So, I thought I would share a picture of my beloved granddaughter. Okay, now this was the latest picture I got from my daughter, and the shirt says on it, "I whaley with whale, love my daddy." Okay, it doesn't get any better than that, guys. That is just absolutely fantastic. It doesn't
3: get any better unless it, unless it's like I love my grandpa or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to get, I need to get her uh, a a, a grandpap shirt. That's for sure. <laughs> so I thought I'd share that with everybody. Kind of like, uh, you know, there's just so much garbage going on right now in the news. Just want to try to get something kind of kind of lighthearted. Everything. And oh, no,
3: good! I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say my drone was garbage.
0: Well, no, Ron. I would never say that. <laughs> no. Not that I. Not because I just threw that out in the trash. Okay, you know, <laughs> I was asking. This was funny. I had Rick Smith on. All right, and I told him I had that, and he says, "Bill, you know what you do with those kind of drones?" He goes like this: boom, <laughs> and just throw them in the trash.
3: Now, 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 before we get to. Too, you know, often as now Ryan Ryan Duvall over at RD Drove View sent this to me for review. So uh, big shout out to Ryan's channel and uh, and I bet you he got more he got more views on his review of this than I get in my average drone video.
0: Well, you know, you know, Ron, you know, because you're on, on, you know, we'll we'll get the word out about you testing the Sheen E58. I mean that, you know, it, it it will it will it will you'll get you'll get thousands of views on it that way we'll make,
3: well, go, what we call go viral
0: that's right it'll go viral yeah it'll it'll pass up you'll pass up Casey Neistat
3: and, but the bad news is I got a, I got a whole uh box full of these things that I have to uh test and, and and whatever this is just the tip of the iceberg but I know I'm disrupting the show here so let's back. no happen?
0: no no this is the been, interview
3: so. a programming here and get off the uh, uh this week in Ishii
0: this, is this week in Ishing by Ron Brown. Um, switching gears. Uh,
3: and, and, and I hate to say it, but I, I think Ishing's a bad, good house brand.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right, Ron. Our, right va- the, our
3: favorite shipping company.
0: Oh, yeah. Tell me. Yeah, I just, I, painful, painful. All but right.
3: I, I think we, we touched this a little bit the other night. Like, I don't think, I think just. Even going back before the coronavirus, it seems like the stuff coming out, and it may have first started with the tariffs, and I, I'm just theorizing here, whatever, but it seems like drone deliveries, all drone deliveries, have slowed down to a crawl. And let me just say, oh, not drone, anything you're ordering from companies like Banggood and Gearbest has slowed down to a creeping halt ever since the tariff thing of last fall, and the coronavirus has made it even slower, so... um I think it's all shipments from China, like from these type of companies have all come to a, a you know, a, a screeching halt or whatever. And I don't, you know, I mean, we, we can guess some of the reasons, but it's not just Banglo. not just Gearbest. It's it's a mall. It's all of them. That's right. Even if you order something from Amazon and it says it's shipping from China, the same thing. It'll warn you. It'll give you this long delivery date, you know, like a month or two away. But even when that gets there, it's still not there. So it it it's, it's it's all over coming out of China. So yeah, it's
0: anything coming out of China, especially right now, you can expect to expect a pretty massive slowdown. One more thing before we get get on to the Mavic Two, I said, you know, you know what, Ron, you know, you and you and I need to make sure of something here. We we need to see if we can get Sarah to cater hors d'oeuvres to you and I while we're while we're either on Monday night or on Tuesday night here. Yeah, what do we, you think? Maybe, maybe
3: we can get it delivered by drone.
0: That's <laughs> so right.
2: Drone, it would probably be stale when it got to you. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> we'd I still eat them, eat. Now is what had happened. we'd still, we'd still eat them. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, uh, Brian TDR drones in the chat is uh, he got a hold of me or left me a message the other day talking about the shipments coming from China and they virtually are all going on container ships. So yeah. that's part of what's taking so long. You know, Some of the stuff that used to come, air freight, uh, is now uh, all on container ships. So I, I mean, I, I'm sure that must take a minimum of a week and a half and probably two weeks. And then if you think about the time that it spends in port, and in those containers, you know they once they get offloaded, they they have to go through customs and everything else. So, yeah,
0: yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good point, Marcus. And and thank you, Brian, for putting that up. All right, Mavic Air two. <laughs> we've been trying to trying to get this way. for a few minutes. Okay, you know there we we have said we've done we've seen a lot of videos out there and I know Ron has done a lot. I know Marcus has done a lot, you know, and, you know, and I was going to, and this was funny. I said, you know, and I told him when we were going over notes before we started the show, I said, you know, I want you to kind of give me, your like, you know, your top five favorite things about it. Ron said one word, everything. Okay. So Ron's already, no, answered, the sure <laughs> Ron's already answered the question, but we're going to, you know, go to Marcus and then Ron and myself, you know, five, if you get more than five, that's fine. But if you can list five things about the Mavic Air 2 that you think are just incredible. Go for it, Marcus.
2: Okay. So, of course, the uh, HDR video is phenomenal. Uh, it, it really captures the low light situations and keeps from blowing out the highlights. Uh, really, uh, really works very, very well on that drone. Uh, secondly, I'm going to say flight controls. The flight controls are phenomenal on that guy. Uh, and, and, and the way I describe that is uh, anybody here that has a, a Mavic 2 Pro or Zoom, you know what a step that up up that was from the original Mavic Pro. You know, that was a big step. I would say that the Mavic 2 Air is half a step above that if that Kind of gives you an idea. It's just a little bit smoother, a little bit more accurate. Uh, next, I would say I do like that controller better than the old controller because of the placement of the uh, of having your phone right there up above, and it's not blocked. You can get to everything on the phone, uh, and then the uh, the active track is extremely accurate on there. And I'm not going to say. That it's as easy to use as the Skydio, Ron, but it is easier to use than I think it was on the Go4 app. Uh, It's because it's right there. You just draw a square around yourself, and it and it brings it up. And uh, geez, then uh, you know the obstacle avoidance uh, is not as offensive as it is uh, on the. as it was on the Mavic. In other words, it doesn't beep as loud. And and I'll be honest with you guys, I'm a little I'm not the sharpest pencil in the pack, but I watched Ed Ricker's video today and I understood what all those colors are now at the top of the screen and at the bottom of the screen when it is in obstacle avoidance. That tells you where the obstacle is at. You see that little orange at the top of the screen? And and it will show where where it's seeing all the obstacles. Same thing in reverse. At the bottom of the screen, sometimes you'll see a little orange bar down there. That's the obstacle the drone was looking at. Wow. I just always thought that was something weird wow. on the screen. <laughs> I,
0: I, I learned it. something new tonight, Ron.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I watched that video too. And uh, I had no idea, and you know, I never ever recall seeing those colors. Is that something that's enabled from the get-go, or is that something you have to do instead?
2: As long as you've got obstacle avoidance enabled, it'll be there, Ron. Yeah, I've I've I, I, don't
3: I have obstacle avoidance enabled, but I have to go in and study that. But again, that was a great catch by Ed, and I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, I don't want to butt in. Are you Are you finished?
2: I'm done. That's my five. It's your turn, Ron.
3: Well, I agree with everything Marcus said, so I'm not going to repeat the things he said because I agree with them all. I'll get more points if I just don't repeat his. And just real quick before I get my points, and sorry, I got a little bit of a, of a throat here. Um, when you mentioned about uh, you know, tracking and and just like Scudio too, you don't have to dig down in a menu; it's just there on top screen. Do you think that's maybe? Do you think they they looked at the Skydio app at you know, when it came out late last year, and that's something that they maybe said, well, we should incorporate that in our new app. No. You think that was, that's was been on the table for them for a while. It's Scuddy Scudio beat him to the punch and putting it out. Yeah. 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 And, they, and like you said, it's kind of a word down version of Scuddy's version, but I still welcome it. But, yes, okay. Um, okay, again, I agree with everything that Marcus points out. Here's some of the things that, you know, maybe he didn't say. Um, you know, I love the, you know, the HDR video, but I love the photos coming out too. And that smart photo feature is a real winner. It's much better than your typical HDR photo thing that you find on a lot of high-end smartphones, whatever. I mean, this takes a great, you know, processed image right off the camera for people that don't like the full wheel of computers. These photos are print worthy, you know, right off the memory card. Uh, so I highly recommend using the smart photo feature um for for most of your photos on the uh, mavic air too, and i like the uh, you know the compact kit flyboard kit It is a small bag Every, well everything i can't say everything's there i don't have the charging equipment in here but when i go out the field i have everything i need in the field out here minus the, the charging equipment you know light compact what i like i like this side handle here you know if you're not a strap guy like brian singleton you have this little handle here which makes it perfect to pulling out trucks of cars and hatches and and so on so um you know the case the, the photos uh and i had i had another pointer to two here and i've already kind of forgot him. i'm i'm sorry people um, i got i got jockeying around with marcus on that uh, you know the, the following stuff and i kind of lost i think i had another uh, a good point or two that i liked about it but uh I'm going to throw it over the bill rather than keep stuttering here.
0: <laughs> well, if you think of them, Ron, let me know. But I'll go through mine, and I'm going to do a little show and tell here, okay? um And these aren't in any order, okay? The smart, the the controller for this, okay? It, it was just, it, it was sheer genius on DJI's part. To give you a controller with the look and the feel of the smart controller because it holds in the hands so well. I mean, it's it's a natural position. It's just absolutely great. And um what the second thing, my my second thing is this, okay. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, th- think about the antenna here, guys. Okay. There's no more having to flip down when you're going away, flip up when you're up, okay it takes care of it here. Okay. So this is my my second thing is the way they did this antenna. I absolutely love it. I think it was, I think it was, was DJI just kind of hit a home run on this because you don't have to mess around with this anymore. And, you know, as, as a side note, and I would, would put this with my first one is, you know, having the cable stowed in here and not have to worry about it. Okay. You know, it's just, I, I think, I think it's just absolutely fantastic for those of you guys who don't have it yet. That's where the, that's where the cable is stored. And, you know, this is all in a, in a nice neat uh, pouch. Again, you know, that's my, that's my first two. One of the other ones that I really like on this. Okay. It's the runtime on this. I can't say enough about it because as you know, I've done a, quite a few hyperlapse videos and I know Ron and Marcus know when you're doing hyperlapses, that is a battery eater okay that that eats up a tremendous amount of power on your on your drone and here i am i did that hyperlapse lapse of the sunset and there's able to, i i did a lap around the lake i switched it out of you know when it was done with hyperlapse it was in in normal mode i did a lap around the lake and i landed i still had like about 34 35% battery left after that okay and that was like a 15 minute hyperlapse all right so i mean you know it's just it is that has constantly impressed me how well that that takes that um and i have to agree i think it was ron talked about um i was going to say the smart picture okay Uh, that was just uh, you know i've taken several of them um i viewed mostly the back of my house but i just absolutely loved it because everything looked very crisp very clear like the detail on it i mean it was like we have orange seat cushions on our uh, patio furniture outside that the orange really popped on i mean you could see it i mean it just jumped out at you so it was like it was like wow that was really there so that you know that that smart feature that that's something else that i really really like another one is you know and i gotta say this is is the dji fly app all right and the reason i say the dji fly app is this is you know they they may have 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 taken something, the, the go for app, and they've condensed it to something that is. It's what I call it's between a total beginner and somebody who is an experienced drone pilot. Okay. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, you're not a newbie anymore, but you, you've gone up a level. And I think that's what they did with the Mavic air too. You can find things, the ability to find things on this has been, absolutely, positively fantastic. I mean, it's, it's self-intuitive. It's very easy to navigate through. Um, I've, I've had no issues with it whatsoever. And I think for me, one of the other things is this, is this, um, you know, when I had it, uh, this, uh, one of my favorite things is having it in sport mode. Okay. And you know, it's going to do this. Okay. You know that the drone, is is gonna take a little bit of an of an of an angle down when it's going into sport mode. But I gotta say this I did that test, the smart mode around the lake. I got it up to about 42, I think, miles per hour. And there was except for the initial going down, that was it. That gimbal was rock steady, and that was a huge improvement over the original Mavic Air. All right. Now, conversely here, you know, if you don't have five, but that's fine things that you don't like about the mavic air 2 i know i'm gonna put these guys on the hot seat right now
2: well i only i only really have well i'm gonna call it three what two of them i don't like one of them is a wish
0: okay well that that, that'll that'll work
2: yeah so uh you know and bill you and i you know what i'm gonna say it's the stupid white lettering at the top of the app so that if you if you're looking at the sky, you can't see what your battery reading is. You can't read any of that telemetry. DJI, please just change the color. It can't be that tough. Right.
3: And that's uh, what we're on the app and is the drone.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very true. and yeah, I guess the next one isn't really the drone either. And that's the bag. Hey, Ron, if you can hold your bag up there. So I think it 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 uh it folds the wrong way. the The flap, it seems like it should go the opposite direction, and it's very awkward the way that opens up. So you can see where the zippers are. Mm-hmm. It feels like it should fold from the bottom up, but the way he does it now, you can see there. Uh, you you got to kind of pull that over, and it it's it's hard to get that open. And 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 I that is very nitpicky. I I absolutely know that. Uh, the the other thing that I was thinking of is I wish the drone had ob- 360 obstacle avoidance because the tracking is so and the tracking and pass are so good on that drone. If it had 360, it would just it would be phenomenal.
3: Uh, Let me stop you just for a second. Keep that training thought though. How much more money would you be willing to pay for the the uh, 360 obstacle avoidance?
2: Uh, another uh, eighty-seven dollars and thirty-four cents. Okay. That's my limit, Ron. Point
3: point being is they had to, to get the seventy-nine I did to change the wall. If you if you if you if you, if, you, if they wanted to charge hundred dollars more, two hundred dollars more, I'm sure it would have been there.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good point. I got one more, and Ted Bowman reminded me of that. I wish we had adjustments for the gimbal uh, and the yaw. Uh, Good That's it. I'm done. Ron,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just steal it for just a second, Ron. Um our fr- good friend Cliff Totten said, no picture controls, contrast, saturation, and sharpness. Okay. So that's that uh, yeah. um thank yeah. you, Cliff, well, for, a, for good
3: point, Cliff, but again, kinda like the other thing, the Marcus problem is more of that's more of an app issue than
0: Yeah, that's more of an app TV. issue yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Ron.
3: Yeah. Um, and I want to first, I want to, you know, uh, go out to my good friend, Brian Singleton. I didn't say I necessarily like the bag. I'm kind of neutral in the bag. I don't like it, dislike it. I, but I mean, the compact size of it, my Mavic 2 Pro case is more than twice the size of this. So, you know, no matter what you put it in, well, I mean, I, I guess you could put the world's biggest case. But my point is, it's more compact to travel with than the uh, the, the, Mavic, uh, the Mavic 2 Pro. You know, whether you use this case or another small case. Um, yeah, cons, like I said, I don't, you know, I don't really have a major con. I, I agree with both Mark's and Cliff's thing, but that, that's more of an app thing, so I'm not going to beat the drone. We, if you want me to talk about my major cons for Fly app, I got a big list, but, but uh, I'm going to stick to the drone here. Um, I, I guess, you know, the only thing, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the small things, yeah, I wish it worked with the smart controller, but it will. It, it doesn't prevent me from having a good time and, and flying it at all. And, uh, you know, uh, And I, I always have these points, and I get to them. I'm, I'm just forgetting them tonight. So that's uh, about it. You know, the, uh, uh, you know, which works, smart controller, no big deal. It will eventually. And uh, it was another firmware update we're waiting for. Mark, help me out. What's the other firmware smart update?
0: Smart controller. What's the uh, second
3: one? Yeah. The one we want to
0: see. something. Probably for The gimbal. Coming.
3: The can't believe it. I'm sorry, yeah. folks, I, I have all this stuff, but when it gets around to me, it's just going out of my head. So, uh, I'm going to throw it over the bill. So I don't like get mumble and stumble around here.
0: No, I'm going to, you know what? And, and, and I'll tell you what, and Ron, if you, if you think of them, you know, you can feel free after, uh, to interject here at any time. Um, you know, number one, I agree with Marcus. That font on that app is just a killer. Okay. That's just, and that goes with the mini too, because it's on the mini. So, you know DJI you know that's a real simple change just just do it you know like nike said just just do that okay i know this is this is and this is this is a personal preference for me okay now i'll tell you what this gimbal cover and i know you guys are are okay with it it's a real pain in the butt for me okay because i'll tell you what the mavic 2 pro a lot of people had problems with the mavic 2 pro that was a piece of cake for me this one, this is a pain in the butt. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to be upfront about it. All right. Can I
2: give you a little secret bill? Yes. You just slide it straight in. Don't try and hook those top two things. Okay. Slide it Straight in.
0: Okay. I will, I will, I will try that next time I do that. That just, it just seems to me, it's just, it's just like, okay, I'm just, I'm just for me. I'm like, Oh man, this is just a real pain in the butt. Um, you know, and I got to go, you know, one of the other ones is, is that is that flipping case. OK, it's it's, you know, not only for the reason that Marcus said, you know, because it should open the other way. It's that's the natural way. I don't know why they do it backwards like that. But everything is packed in there so tight. OK, it could, you know, because, you know, for, for us, we'd throw it in the back seat of our car and the back back hatch you know, we're going to fly, whatever kind of a thing. Okay. And that stuff, you know, it's so compact, something could happen with that. I mean, I'm always, I'm just a little, it's just one of those things for me that, that for me, I think they should have probably made, you know, a little bit of an extra investment, you know, put a little bit more room in there, or maybe a little bit more cushioning or something. Cause it's just, it's just so absolutely flipping tight in there. I just, I really think that I also agree on the 360 obstacle avoidance, you know, i would i would probably pay another 100 bucks for that all right i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna up marcus on that one all right i'll probably (laughs) i'll probably pay 100 but seriously having that and now here's the thing with this okay you know and this is the thing on the mavic 2 series a lot of times depending upon it's only that 360 is only active in certain modes okay it's not active all the time all right so i think you know that's something that they need to work on going forward is when they say 360 you know, there should be a way to be able to engage it all the time when you're flying, okay? Or shut it off, you know, or say shut the sides off or shut the front and back off, you know, or top and bottom. You know, there should be a way to do that. There should be a way to toggle that. Now, I expect maybe we'll see something like that on a future Mavic series. I don't know, but that's that that's going forward. And, and I would say probably like one of the last things is right now is – there's been a lot of confusion and there was, especially for me, you know, and I know people have, have railed at me in the comments and stuff about, about, uh, about ADSB. right. Now, you know, you know, my instances have been, you know, I, I see it on the map. I hit the thing. It's not there. I expand nothing. Okay. And then I hear a plane and I hear nothing, you know, and I've gone through the comments and I've talked about it with people and stuff and I've I've sent it to DJI. They keep saying their 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 team is looking at it, and I'm waiting to hear back from that. But I think they need to kind of clarify that. Go ahead, Marcus.
2: CL Tech just posted a video today or yesterday where he shows exactly what you're describing, Bill. Okay. It, it I don't I don't know if I want to call it a close call, but it was closer than you or I would ever want to be. He literally moves the camera up on the drone and you see the, the the aircraft. I mean, I don't know how far away it was. Like I said, it wasn't even a close call, but it was closer than you would ever want to be. And the ADSB said nothing. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Uh, you guys see Lauren's comment here? He said adding 360 avoidance will cost a lot more than $100, will require a stronger processor, et cetera. So, I mean, you know, again, we're hoping for something that would, you know, that that wouldn't be on a drone under a thousand dollars. Is I, I think is 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 where this, this conversation
2: is going. So, so, Lauren, will there be a drone coming anytime soon that has that? Lauren, can you give us any? <laughs> uh, and, and I just want to, Bill. Bill
3: made my point why the Mavic Air two is such a good drone. Look, look what her, look what his issues were case which if you didn't get the flymore kit you would never know this case the gimbal guard, which of course everybody sees that but you're not really talking about the drone itself you're more or talk talking about accessories so that, that's a great thing that and I, I'm gonna really, I, I know what I want to talk about and I'm just like you Bill I'm talking about something that's accessory that if you didn't order the flymore kit you wouldn't even know this the ND filters you get with it they give you a 16 a 64 and a 256 And the 16 is kind of it's like the darkest 16 and D filter I own. And so the other two are going to be almost useless unless you are in some kind of special scenario where you basically you're flying into the sun or whatever. Well, the the 256 is for slow shutter photography, like trying to get the the motion blur and water waterfall, stuff like that. But even the 16 is too dark in most situations. They really cheese up. We should have got like an eight. A sixteen and a thirty-two. So basically, they gives ND filters, but we still need to go out and get the ND filters we really need because um, they only give one ND filter of any real use, and it's too dark. So, uh, but again, it's really not. It's not really the drone. It's it's an accessory uh, uh, issue or a packaging with the the fly market. So uh, you know, physically with the drone. I mean, I, I have almost no, place. somebody mentioned the gimbal in there, and we know it has an issue where you're, if you're flying, people say if you're flying in sport mode and I'm putting this in, into the wind, it forces the gimbal to go, you know, face down towards the ground more. I have the same issue with the, the Mavic 2 Pro. Uh, so, I, again, I just think that's a, you know, I don't know, it's just something they can be fixed except to build a bigger drone with a stronger gimbal on or whatever or don't fly in any wind uh, or don't fly in sport mode. So that's, that's a... That's small con, but I don't think there's anything they could have really did about that.
0: Well, you know, it's real interesting here how you know our our likes were you know, it, it, and this is real interesting, okay? Because I, I listened to what all three of us had to say, you know, and we were kind of focused on the drone and on the controller for our likes, okay? And our dislikes, like you said, Ron, and this is a great point. They're all they're they're not really related to the drone. Or the controller, okay? Where you know it's like the app, the bag, um, you know, the the gimbal guard cover, um, you know, extemporaneous things that aren't really the drone. So you know, I, I think to sum this all up, I mean, for for all of us, I mean, I think we're kind of in agreement. You know, this has been for for the three of us, it's been a great experience. It really has. Let
3: me sum it up. But DJI got the hardware right in this one.
0: Yes, yes. That Ron Ron just nailed it right there. They did. They got the hardware right, you know. Let's work on some software here, guys. Okay, yeah. I right. mean, you know, we need to we we need to kind of up the ante here as far as far as the software is concerned. So um, we,
3: uh, we need one of these giant firmware updates to come out that does more than just bug fixes.
0: Yes. Uh, and
3: thank you, Jaybird. We just got a, a super
0: chat. Yes, Jaybird, thank you very much. And I wanted to acknowledge some people that that showed up tonight, and I want to thank them. I, I, I normally do this before. But, you know, we're here at the end of the show. But uh, Jay Bird was here tonight. Brian was here. Cigar Nation Warriors. Ian Fleming. Stephen Fox. Uh, Lauren was here tonight. Um, let's see who else was here. Um, Darren Kay, uh, Ian Fleming. Sally was here tonight. Thank you, Sally. Of course, Cliff was here. Um, Ed Kersiak. Uh, Darren Kay, uh, Sam Burns was here. Um, Stephen Fox. Um, I know Stephen Ewing was here. Michael Wright was here tonight i um, just going through the chat. Just want to make sure that I kind of like uh, get people tonight that have been here. I know Ted was here tonight. Thank you, Ted, for stopping by. Um, had a good show tonight. This, this was, this was, this was really good. Um, I, and I think, um, you know, I, I think this was a good, especially, you know, given you guys, you know, th- this list, I mean, it kind of kind of kind of cements for all three of us. That this was a no-brainer decision in in getting the Mavic Air too, and it, it, it well like last night it kind of floored me that Sally didn't have it yet, but um, she's really looking forward to it. And um, you know, I try to pass on some tips and suggestions to her. You know, she didn't know about the you know charging the batteries. You know, not in the not in the um, not in the multi charger, but charging them one at a time. So I got her that tip.
3: Marcus has a point.
0: Go
2: for it. Well, I just want to kind of pile on on what you were just saying, Bill. So here's what I'll say. If if somebody tomorrow said, Marcus, you can ha- only have one drone, I wouldn't even have to think about it. I'd say the Mavic Air 2. And in fact, I will say, regardless of price, it's probably the best drone I've ever purchased. Now, there's other drones that may do certain things better. No question about it. The Skydio, for instance. But as far as an all-around drone, video, photography drone, it's the best one I've ever owned. Uh,
3: well, Bill, I'm going to put you in the spot again tonight. Um, oh. You're a Build-A-Drone reviewer. Will, will you certify this this MAGIC-Air 2 as a
0: Build-A-Drone reviewer-approved drone? It is a Build-A-Drone reviewer-approved drone.
3: But we I got a there. list going on of all the
0: drones, you know, say you'd be approved.
3: So you would recommend this drone. If somebody came up, family, friends, loved ones that trust you, you would wholeheartedly give them the recommendation on
0: that. Absolutely. Uh, and but, it, but one thing, and, and this is one thing, and I think this is probably more for people along our lines and our experience with drones and not, I would say, not beginner hobbyists or middle hobbyists, people that have, been flying drones for a while okay understand something understand that the sensor in this guy okay is not the sensor in this guy in the Mavic 2 pro okay um, you know this became very apparent to me when I did my hyperlapse video of the sunset and I think you guys know and and it just for me, you know, I don't do a lot of posts. I don't do a lot of I, I do some, but I, I don't do a lot. But I had to do it in with when I did the Mavic Mavic Air 2 with the hyperlapse sunset because it doesn't allow that low light capture. And and one of the things where it became and I think this may have actually sold Ron on the Mavic 2 Pro was when we were at the beach and he was flying his Mavic Pro. I was flying my Mavic 2 Pro and he was looking at his screen and how dark it was. And it wasn't because of his iPad, okay, or his phone. It was because of the sensor in the Mavic Pro. And he looked at mine. And he's like, "Wow, and I, you know." I, and I think, I think Ron, I think that made your decision for you. Am I right?
3: I said, "What a strong. Uh, that was a strong, uh, you know, push uh, to it. That you know was, uh, you yeah, was so much better in low light than my Mavic uh, Pro One was. And just thinking, he you had know, smart Control that night in the beach, could even see it better."
0: Yeah, I didn't have my smart controller. I did. I, I did it with my iPad that night. So, and you,
3: I, but you still convinced me the the order my Mavic Two Pro to forego the regular controller and just go straight to the smart controller. My Absolutely, Pro, never been flooded with anything but the but smart controller,
0: smart controller. And I'm so glad. And Ron, and you know what? I'm so glad that you stuck it out because I know first on when you had it, you were having issues, and I think was you had you were having some Wi-Fi issues and stuff.
3: Well, I, I couldn't get to upgrade or whatever, but yeah. uh, and DGI wasn't a great help to me on that. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, watched a few videos and and, and you know, pieced together my my solution, or whatever. So, um, but uh, but ever since then, it's been rock solid. And of course, we talked about the issue with the the Go For app doesn't update as quickly as people that have it on uh, on their phones or whatever. But that's a small. Uh, a price to pay because anymore the go for app it's not like they have any earth-shaking updates anyways they're mostly bug fixes anymore anyways when's yeah. later on, an important feature got added to the the, the go for app but I, to me things like uh the, the data the drone database stuff are important features It hasn't really got any any real knockout features for a long time so uh anyway, you see where i'm going with this
0: absolutely yeah um, let's do some, clo- let's do closings here, uh, Marcus, Ron, and then I'll wrap things up.
2: Uh, well, uh, you know, just want to like tell everybody, hey, let's, let's focus on the good things that, uh, that we have. We can fly drones, the weather's getting better and so forth. Uh, you know, be kind to your neighbors. Everybody's under a lot of stress right now with, not just with the pandemic, people out of work, et cetera, and all the other stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, make, let's all make a big effort, uh, be kind to your neighbors, get out and fly those drones and have fun, Ron.
3: Thank you, Marcus. Uh, yes, um. I hope everybody's safe out there, too. These are troubling times for many reasons, and uh, we're not going to go into them here. This is to kind of get away from all those troubles. I just want to do a couple uh, of promos. I don't think we mentioned last week, Marcus, but next week on Zeno Nation, uh, we got the great Al Duran back on with us again. Al's got some stories. I think he's had another drone crash since the last time we've had one show. So it's going to be a, another great episode. And uh, right after this show, I've dropped the link in, in the chat. Links are in the chat. I'm going to go live with uh, Michael from Philly Drone. And uh, we're going to have a big show tonight. We we'll probably have uh, big time guests and promotions and whatever, like we usually do. So make sure to hop over there after this show if you still want to hear about drones. If not, you can turn. The news on and, and get yourself depressed for the next hour <laughs> and uh don't forget i'm going uh, tomorrow night at eight thirty uh eastern standard time i'm gonna be on bill thomas's uh you know uh, coast to coast drones drone therapy show with john Coopy, ethan mitchell and we got danny tomas i believe i'm saying his name right as our guest tomorrow night so it should be a good show so um with that being said, uh, I just put a video up uh, recently where I um, was showing how to um, take the uh, any video or uh, pictures that, that go on the Mavic Air 2's internal 8 gigabytes of storage and get that off and onto your computer. With Marcus's help, he kind of got me started on the process a couple nights ago when I went to the beach and I forgot to format my memory card before I flew, so I ran out of the uh, a uh, space near the end, but I got a little video of how to get that off because all my all my time flying a 2 Pro Bill, I've never ever had to rely. Really, on. I've never had to rely on that. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah. there on the
0: internal TV. storage.
3: And on this flight, I did sirenade. I took all HD. I think all my video was HDR video, which probably is a considerably bigger file than normal videos. That's probably why I ran out of space. And the big reason is because I forgot the. I don't think I've ever formatted the memory card. I think every photo and video I've taken since I got it is on there. So it's formatted now. So I'm ready for a fresh flight now. But check that video out if you're interested in in, in that. I just posted it a couple hours ago. And I got a video coming up soon where I'm 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 taking the pictures. I'm I am big on a smart photo, smart picture photo. So I'm comparing what a regular photo looks like compared to the smart photo. I'm gonna have a lot of side by sides or whatever, and you're gonna see how much better. The smart photos in the same exact photo you know just just taken without any in-camera processing by the algorithm of the uh of the, of the smart photo thing so i've talked way too much i'm going to throw it back to bill and good night everybody i want to thank everybody for going to chat i'm actually going to scoot out of here i take a little five minute break before i start filling my show but thanks for having me on bill
0: always great to ron for showing up you know, i and, appreciate it.
3: Yeah, and thanks for being on our show last night for providing that information. And uh, I will see you guys on the next one.
0: Sounds good. All right. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kind of echo Marcus and what he said. And you know, I know you've heard this from me before, guys. You know, we're going through. There's just so much crap we're all going through right now. And here's Mr. Rogers' three words for success: be kind, be kind, and be kind. Okay. Uh, th- that's what we all need right now. You know, you know, it, it's just, it, there's just too much, too much going on and, and enjoy flying your drones. It's an escape for Ron, for Marcus and myself. And I know for all of you guys, that's why you watch. And that's why, you know, we're all hobbyists at heart. Even if we do some things professionally, we all love to go fly our drones and, and that that's the message I want to pass on to you guys. You know, weather's getting nicer. Get, let's get these birds out. And you know, get them, get them up in the air and enjoy them. And um, oh, the other thing I wanted to say is this too: if you had a chance to watch, and, and I know a lot of you do. I know Marcus and I watched, and my wife and I watched um, SpaceX with with Dragon. And Americans are back in space, guys. That's a that's a bright that's that that is a bright light. That that is something that that we can we can kind of say with pride: the Americans are back in space right now, guys. It's phenomenal. In it's American technology with an American company. We can have some pride in that. So if you want to have some pride, that's what to have some pride in. Billy Kyle will be here next Monday. He did confirm with me. So we're going to do Monday at 7 o'clock. And Tuesday at 8 o'clock, I have a VIP from DJI. I can't tell you who this is because I haven't confirmed 100%. But he has not been on the show before. You are going to really like him. He is, he is pretty high up with DJI. So I think you guys are really going to want to tune in want to just pass on to everybody else. Remember, it's a great day to fly, guys. Take care, and we'll catch you next time.